Talk Shoes. Recorded live. Welcome to Mr. Podcast with Claude and Justin. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Mr. Podcast, MR Podcast. Um, our Gmail is, uh, well, email is uh, Mr. Podcast CJ at gmail.com. And uh, we have a forum at tlld.net. There's a Mr. Podcast section there. It's TLD for Lost Lowdown, our other podcast. So uh, you can go check those out if you want to do some feedback. Awesome. So this is Dexter Podcast number three. Uh, we're catching up on the last couple of episodes, uh, 5.3, uh, 4, and 5. So practically perfect, Beauty and the Beast, and the most recent First Blood. Yes. Um, so... Uh, I guess we'll do a little recap for those who uh, haven't seen the apps in a while and maybe only watched them once. Um, <laughs> you know, sort of sort of follow with the big uh, storylines uh, that they've developed so far. You know, I think uh, you can see a difference between the, the these last three and then the first two episodes, yes. which we're kind of just dealing with, wrapping up uh, the Rita fiasco. Mm-hmm. Uh, does fiasco cover it? I think so. It's yeah. sounds a bit a bit uh, understated, but it'll work. Mm. Read a fiasco. Fiasco plus. Sure. Um, and sort of wrapping that up, and then getting Dexter involved with uh, Boyd, which leads to what seems like the big uh, storyline here, which is Dexter and uh, Lumen. What's her name? Lumen. That's right, Lumen. You know why her name is Lumen? So they could title the next episode "Everything Is Illuminated." Not only that. But I think another reason is uh, thematically, Lumen, she's the light guiding Dexter from the darkness, maybe, maybe, maybe. I think so. It's too weird of a name for there not to be a reason. Yeah. Um, That sounds right. right. So so Practically Perfect was um, when when Dexter, you know, needs to find a nanny and we get the... uh, uh, the Irish uh, Mary Poppins, uh, <laughs> basically, um, who comes in and she's kind of perfect. Uh, uh, this is uh, also where um, the big Santa Marta case uh, starts up uh, with with Deb and Batista sort of following that, and then we meet the new uh, rookie cop who knows the area and, and, and is helping out. Um, and then, of course, we got the little storyline of uh, Quinn trying to uh, pin Kyle Butler to Dexter. Right. Um, so that was a pretty good episode, I thought. Um, yeah. You yeah. get, uh, you know, basically Dexter uh, getting his first kill with, with uh, Boyd and... Uh, the repercussions of that, and then of course the end of that episode is where uh, we we get introduced to Lumen, and she she apparently saw Dexter kill Boyd, and right, that's the kind that of cliffhanger stuff. ending. Mm-hmm. Someone saw him. What's he going to do about it? What's he going to do? I uh, so it turned out that Boyd was a little more than a kill of the week. Mm-hmm. Well, he was a kill for two weeks. There you go. <laughs> But I guess what I mean is like his, the the kill of Boyd spun out into looks what looks like an arc for a big portion of the season. 
Yeah, if he had just rented a truck from U-Haul down the street, uh, <laughs> this would have been a totally different season so far. Yes, yes. Um, and they haven't really had him do Kills of the Week since then. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to see what uh, – uh, and I, I kind of like that they're not really doing that. We've talked about Me that too. before. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, and then so in uh, in the next one, Beauty and the Beast, it's the aftermath of that where Dexter is trying to uh, take care of Lumen and nurse her back to health. Um, he also gets called into the Santa Muerte uh, crime scene and uses that as an opportunity to uh, get Lumen's identity, um, which he eventually goes and he gets her luggage and uh, from the from the motel she was staying at. Uh, you know, try, he tries to build some trust with her that way. Um, yeah. Then uh, the big uh, storyline with Santa Maria, of course, is Deb uh, getting uh, in contact with one of the killers and uh, having a face-off with the, the guy in the machete, and, you know, she sort of hesitates, and uh, the guy gets his throat slit, and she misses killing the guy. Yes. Uh, and... Uh, and then, of course, the end of the episode is uh, Dexter trying to uh, show, you know, this episode was so weird because he's, you know, it's obviously Beauty and the Beast because he comes off as a beast to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's trying to help her, but every time, you know, he's trying to help her, he's, you know, restraining her or drugging her or locking her up in a room. Right. And it's very hard to get someone to trust you when you're doing those things, especially in a slow, scary, monotonous tone, you know, right. you say, you know. And so, um, you know, it, it's it's so weird to see Lumen as a character because she comes in already sort of with emotional issues from being abused, uh, you know, apparently from not just Boyd but others. But then she has this whole other encounter with Dexter, which I think sort of compounds some issues she already has um, and or potentially does, you know. And then, of course, at the end of this episode, he shows her these, these you know, uh, uh, preserved women's bodies and these canisters out in the middle of nowhere. It's like, hey, that could have been you. And it's like... Maybe you could have drawn me a picture instead, or <laughs> written it down, or something. <laughs> you know, don't, you know, show someone their worst nightmare and say that you know this could have happened. It's like, well, it's almost happening because I see it now. It's very close to happen. You know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I just like the fact that it's or it's just interesting how sort of how much damage she's you know sort of already gone through, but you know, in like two episodes that we've seen her. Yeah. And you know, uh, interesting. You know, and watching other shows with, you know, with characters who get abused, like, you know, Tara and True Blood or something. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to see what, what they end up doing with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, at this point, it's really just, it's really just Dexter trying to convince her to trust him. And, of course, he's also simultaneously worried uh, somewhat about the fact that she saw him. Mm-hmm. You know. He doesn't want to kill her, but, you know, he really needs her not to turn him in. Yeah. Which, you know, it's a, you know, it's a fine uh, problem to have conflict, but it's like, could she really turn him in? 
you know, if he had just nursed her back to health and left, she knows what he looks like, but that's it. Yeah. So what is she going to go do? Like, go to the police. <laughs> we know how bad artist sketches apparently can be <laughs> of Dexter. <laughs> go to the police and yeah. say, hey, this guy rescued me and nursed me back to health, but he also killed the, the, the guy who was abusing me for X amount of time. Uh, here's what he looks like. Thanks. Uh, you know, I... It's like I think Dexter would sort of be safe. Obviously, he's being careful and he should be, and it's good for the story. But it's like, yeah, if if he did have to call the bluff or, or if he couldn't, you know, uh, do what they're doing with them story wise, I I think he'd be fine to a degree because I I don't think she has the impetus to come forward and and want to share with people what happened to her just to get this guy who rescued her in trouble. Yeah. Um, uh, this episode was also uh, Beauty and the Beast was also where the nanny quit because uh, Dexter spent all night the previous episode uh, killing Boyd and other other shenanigans. You know, boys will be boys. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, okay, and then uh, First Blood, uh, uh, the fifth episode. Um, Starts with Harrison cutting a little, you know, scratching a little kid at their at their play playtime, and uh, Dexter, of course, worried about what that means. And um, you've got uh, then then the big storyline here, of course, is Lumen wanting to get revenge on uh, the people who abused her and uh, tracking down this. Uh, uh, I don't know what what did he do? You know, this that whole like. <laughs> refugee camp for pedophiles and molesters <laughs> and that was so strange to me i really hope nothing like that exists you know where like i mean it was plausible the idea that they're so ostracized from you know society that they kind of can't be anywhere else so they have you know they're somewhere but but it just was weird to me that the whole dynamic of you know okay you know pedophiles stay over there by the bridge and this side is for, you know, uh, I don't know, cat stranglers or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. That whole that whole thing was, was crazy. Uh, this little commune of criminals or something. Yeah. Yeah. But, of course, it turns out that she, uh, you know, Dexter ends up uh, doing his own investigation on the guy she's targeting, and it uh, turns out that he was on parole and he couldn't have uh, – hurt her, so she's about to kill the wrong person, just like he has, you know, done that before. So that's kind of another theme they keep coming back to. Yes. Is uh, killing innocents and and how sure are you before you kill someone and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It's clear that he's done stuff. He just didn't, he just didn't do that particular crime. Mm Mm-hmm. And also, you know, he's wearing that ankle bracelet, so that that makes it not a good idea to kill him. Makes it a very good idea not to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seemed risky that he even got that close to killing him. Yeah, and I think that's probably what, you know, that was a big reason Dexter was mad at him. So yeah. He was going to kill the guy, and it's like, wait a minute, this would have been really bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess, like, you know, Miami's a pretty big city. The risk probably is pretty low, but, like, I guess the, the scenario I always think about is some something where 
you know, because of his job, he he could be at a crime scene. Like someone could see him, you know, um, later. Like if they if they've met him, that's sort of what I imagined. Like if she if she went to the police with, uh, you know, reporting Boyd's, you know, and his guys, whatever work, you know, um, uh, and then told him about Dexter. Like they they might go investigate it, and Dexter might go like. You know, she could be brought in the police station. Like, eventually she could just see him, you know, and even if she didn't know his yeah, name. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, it could happen. I think, you know, if she went to, you know, that police station where he works or something, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know there's more than one police station in Miami. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But just that's that's a sort of nightmare scenario. Yeah. You know, and they've sort of had that a couple times where someone comes into the police station who can identify Dexter. He does eventually tell her his name, but... Yeah, and then, of course, at that point, it's their word against his and, you know, and uh, whatever proof she has. You know, I I don't think it holds up in court to the degree, you know, if he had had a good... uh, We're going way too far this scenario, but if he had a good lawyer, (laughs) you know, she's under stress, she's being abused. How sure could she be that she saw Dexter? Maybe she saw someone who looked like him. You know, uh, so that's the kind of thing. It's like she doesn't have, she doesn't really have any evidence. She didn't videotape him doing it. She saw him doing it, and that's a very True. different thing. And um, so I don't know. I think he'd be fine. True, but it does okay. But it does shine the light on him, and they might investigate other. I mean, who knows? You know, just being just being unscrutinized like that is bad. I mean, it's risky. Like well, whether he would be fine in the end or not. Way, like, why take yeah. that risk? Well, he's he's taken bigger risks than that before, uh, uh, in general. But uh, no, I mean, obviously, the way they're writing it makes sense. But I'm just saying, if if push came to shove in some reality, I, I think he'd be fine. Like, yeah, maybe some some you know some spotlight be on him, but he's had that before and has been able to brush it off. Yeah, you know, um, they to convict him, they need proof. I mean, you know, uh, so if she couldn't prove it somehow. Um, then I don't know what, how far they could go with their investigation. All she can do is say he looks like the guy who was there, and yeah. then the police, the police would go and say, ask, you know, if they suspected him, say, where were you? And right, if he could, they, if they'd he could have to find evidence that he was there, you know. Yeah. But you know, he wouldn't be accounted for during that time, and I mean, it, it's, it's, I, I think. I, as I said, like I think, um, even if he's gotten away with things before, I mean, I don't think it's his preference to be to be under investigation or, or accused of things. You know, even if he can he can dodge them. Yeah. But I mean, he's taken bullets before. He's like he'll take chances depending on what happens. So it's not. I don't think it's unreasonable that he would say, "Well, if something else, you know, if he, like I said, if he couldn't." Uh, do what he's doing, you know, helping her out. And he was like, well, I got to take my chances and get, put her on a bus home and hope she goes home. You know, I think it'd be fine. <laughs> I'm not saying it wouldn't be fine. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's not a, a preferable situation. Yeah. Well, I don't think him, you know, him spending more time with her is a preferable situation either. You know, getting to you know, getting getting her 
No, I agree. You know, more getting to know her more is is, yeah. is a big risk. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like he's, you know, you could argue he's maybe taking a bigger risk by being staying involved with her instead you of could. cutting her losses. Yeah. Which yeah. is why it makes good drama. I mean, really, the least risk would be just killing her. Yeah. But he doesn't want to do that. So, I mean, I guess he's going for the long run payoff. She trusts him. They form some kind of bond, and then he feels really safe. But yeah, because people he's formed a bond with have never done a costume <laughs> before. <laughs> 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 people he's met and, and felt like he could quote share his dark passenger with. Oh dear, which is a phrase I haven't heard in a while. I don't know. If, have they used that this season? I don't think so. Yeah, I think they dropped that, which is good. Well, they just, they introduced it at a certain point. You know, like, I don't think they talked about the Dark Passenger in season one. I think, I think at a Mm -hmm. certain point they started talking about it. Like, so it was someone's idea. And then, and and then I think, it might even be from the books, but, uh, but yeah, I think, I think they, they just decided not to, like, didn't they even have like a weird, like, comic book version of him at some yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they had the... Oh, wow, this show has come a long way. I forgot about that stuff. Yeah. That's... Yeah, wow. This is like a totally different show. It really does. It really yeah, because wasn't he hallucinating seeing the Dark Passenger? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Just like David hallucinated seeing that, uh, that guy who uh, kidnapped him, you know? Uh, on uh, Six Feet Under. Oh, yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Michael C. Hall and hallucinating, right? <laughs> he does it a lot, you're right. He does it a lot. Yeah, know? no, all the stuff with Harry could totally be in Six Feet Under. Totally. Like, he could, he could, be, he could be brought into the funeral home, and then he just starts having conversations with him. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something about him. He just, he needs to, he needs to talk, he needs to have visions of people <laughs> and talk to them. He doesn't know how to make real friends. There you go. <laughs> that sounds about right. Uh, I just kind of like that Harry's always changing clothes. I just kind of noticed that. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, you've got the newest, you know, you've got the, the new fall you know, wardrobe, you know, the 2010 collection. Hey. I, it's so weird to me that, he, that he's sort of keeping up with, with, with fashion. To a degree. He's not constrained. I mean, he's you know. Not, you know, he can wear whatever he wants. Honestly, I feel like, you know, it's like, you know, we've talked about this before and, and, uh, you know, especially because of Lost and and some other shows and stuff, like it's, it it becomes worth asking what's going on when people see apparitions or hallucinations or things that aren't obviously ghosts. Right. Things that might be something, you know, that person from the beyond mm-hmm. or, uh, or a character's idea of that person. Yeah. You know, or a character's conscience. You know, what is going on here? Um, yeah. And uh, so it's interesting to think about Harry and because uh, I'm thinking, you know, if, it, if it's just Dexter's idea of Harry, seems like he should always be in that, like, cop uniform that we see him in and that in, mm-hmm. you know, background pictures. Like, he yeah. should always be in that cop uniform. Yeah. You know, the idealized version of his father, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But he's not. He's, you know, he's just wearing clothes. And, of course, it's, you know, <laughs> the actor probably doesn't want to wear the same thing. And it's, 
Yeah, it wouldn't look that great, and it, you know, it'd probably be old, and I'd probably complain about it. But. I guess that would be more like what they did on Battlestar Galactica, where they had, yeah. where they had six always wearing that same dress. Like mm-hmm. they, they could do that if they wanted, but yeah, I guess they yeah. don't. We'll yeah. just change the wardrobe, and you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did notice that I have thought in general of. Harry as Dexter's conscience, but I think, especially in these episodes, I guess there was even that thing where he kills the guy in the bathroom, um, mm-hmm. but in these episodes, like, he seems to be playing, in that case, he was playing the role of sympathizer, but he here he seems more like Dexter's pragmatic side, you know, just like mm-hmm. making, you know, telling Dexter he's doing things wrong, or making sure he doesn't mess up, or chastising him for messing up, or whatever, you know. But doesn't, but doesn't Harry always do that? I guess that so. his role, I mean, that's usually usually his role is to play devil's advocate in the say, yeah. Dexter, is this what you should be doing? Is this the right thing? Or but he was taking know, more of a hard line. Like he was almost advising Dexter to kill her. You know, and I, that was that was surprising to me. You know, and he, well because he's because he's doing the he's he's saying the opposite of what Dexter's impulse is. Yeah, he's still playing devil's advocate, that's but it's true. sort of a bad thing. You know, for morally. But he's, he's, I mean, that's really why I think it is Dexter's conscious because his function is really to give the other argument to Dexter and to sort of make him decide if what his decisions are are the right, you know, is what he wants to decide to do. That's it. Yeah, it's basically just a representation of Dexter's decision-making process. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, and of course he has no one else sort of to talk to about that, those subjects. So it, it makes sense that he, you know, sort of has this, idea of of Harry talking to him. But my question is, what do people see when they see Dexter talking to Harry? Mm-hmm. Is this in Dexter's head and, you know, his lips aren't moving, he's just thinking this? Or does he actually think he sees Harry appearing in the room mm-hmm. and and, he, and if you walk into the room, you would see Dexter talking out loud? Yeah. Because like, I don't think we've ever seen anyone sort of comment on that. No, I don't think they've they've done that. Yeah, I'm curious uh, what what we're supposed to think is really going on with with that aspect. I'm of, I'm uh, taking it as more it's going on in his head. I mean, that's not really how they show it because it's usually mm-hmm. in the room wherever he is, you know. But mm-hmm. but that until they have a character like walk in, I'm sort of taking it as as he's not really talking. It's just it's just mental stuff going on, mm-hmm. you know. But I could be wrong. I mean, who knows? I it's hard to say. They don't really clarify. Yeah. So what did you think of, uh, you know, the season so far, the last three? Um... You know, something's off about this season. And mm-hmm. I don't know I, I don't know if I can exactly identify it. I, 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 I can. It's Rita. Is you it? miss Rita. That's what it is. You miss Rita. You think? No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> I I'm skeptical, but I was ready to hear uh why. Um yeah, uh I I really did like the first two episodes. I thought they were very good. And mm-hmm. I think as you said, the third episode was pretty good. Um I think one problem I'm having is I kinda I'm kinda struggling to care about the Santa Muerte plot. Mm-hmm. Like it just seems it just seems not to matter that much. I I I don't know. It's there, but I, it just seems it seems so disconnected from Dexter. Basically, like I guess he doesn't care about it. Like I don't even think they've shown him 
like comment on it through voiceover. You know, like he's been mm-hmm. he's been very tangentially involved in it, and so that he's yeah he's basically used it as an excuse to you know further his other goals. Like yeah. he's like you know oh I'll show up all right just so I can get some evidence in here. You know like, right right yeah. Yeah, it seems like he's not interested in it at all, and I think that's part mm-hmm. of why it comes off to me like it doesn't matter. But it just yeah. it doesn't have the weight of the you know larger sort of killer investigations from say last season or or it, season three or season two or season one. It, you know, it kind of reminds me though. Season one's been a long time, but it, it reminds me of the beginning of the ice truck killer story of like, okay, well you know there's some stuff going on, but we don't really know. Why you know what the big reveal is going to be at the end, you know. Uh, so I'm I, I'm hoping you know it's going to uh, you know have some big you know revelation. That's, that's true. Going to, that's going to like you know turn out to make it sort of worth it. But I I, I agree with you in general that it's it's kind of like it, it, it's like you know it's just like the story. It's, it's just kind of a it's almost like you know something you can watch on uh, you know. Uh, CSI or Yeah, something. that's what I was thinking. Just kind of basic procedural stuff. And yeah. It just, the thing about season one, I yeah, the Ice Truck Killer thing was a little bit whatever at the beginning, but at the same time, Dexter was fascinated with his work from the beginning. So mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. was it was it was directly tied into the character, and so since he cared about it, I think that made me care about it more. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and also, like I forgot, I I was I was going over some of the some of the older episodes. I forgot some of the stuff the Ice Truck Killer did. Like he went into Dexter's slides and like drew a smiley face in one of the uh, you know in in one of the blood slides. Like he was mm-hmm. taunting him. He was leaving things for him like there was this idea of like the ice truck killer knows something about Dexter like what's going on like that was a really compelling mystery I think and I feel like they just have not they have not got that going with this with this case at all but it's but it's Santa Morte I mean who even knows what Santa Morte means (laughs) oh okay let me think of other mysteries (laughs) what did they use to kill the people oh wait machete uh Who did it? Oh, those two brothers. Oh, uh, wait a minute. There's mystery somewhere. <laughs> it was this. It was a great like taunt, and you didn't know. You didn't know where it was leading, and and he seemed to be pulling off things that that were impossible. And it just it was building, and then and then they really do give you a huge reveal, and there may be a reveal associated with this. I can't see what it is. Like you said, we seem to know like. <laughs> Most of the details, and it's just a matter of like well, catching these guys. I, I mean, uh, I you know I'm just gonna go out limb here, but I think it's pretty clear that uh, the big reveal is gonna be that you know the two Santa Monica killers is Dexter's brothers, <laughs> right? Wow, again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, half brothers, but you know, okay. Harry got around. Harry okay. was everywhere. <laughs> yeah, some more brothers, and they kill people. Mm-hmm. God, wow! I hope that's not it. <laughs> that would be really bad. Oh man! No, I, I don't really know what it is either. But I think it's it's interesting to me that um, you know, just that it ha- you know the the sort of uh, the killing is you know the sort of spiritual cult thing going you know has that connotation mm-hmm. to it and uh, and uh, you know the last little bit of story here we got is that. Uh, Deb tracked uh, that the guys were at some club, 
Right. So, you know, next episode, they're going to go to that club. Go to the club. Okay. Some, some tells me they're going to get a clue about where the bo- brothers are. Um, are, they brothers or co- are they brothers or cousins? I, I forgot. Brothers sounded brothers. right. I don't, I'm not okay. sure. I, th- I want to say brothers. But the Morte boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Morte <laughs> uh, yeah. Ninos. There you go. <laughs> the dead babies. Oh, what's boy? Uh, I thought boy was... Uh, well, maybe that's baby boy. Or child uh, boy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, well. Obviously. <laughs> Who does? <laughs> Who does? Um, oh, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so another, another thing that I, I'm still having trouble with is is the Quinn storyline, which is mm-hmm. which I can't see as anything other than a retread of the Dokes plot. And it's like the writers are thinking, we really like this story, but we kind of botched it. Let's do it again. You know, it seems like they they want some some more pressure on Dexter in terms of someone finding out his secret. And the Luma storyline is not about someone finding out a secret. Uh, so I think they, they want that. They want that sort of prodding. They, I mean, they've always had people who sort of see Dexter and kind of just get the heebie-jeebies and sort of want to know what he's up to. Right. But I guess... And I, Quinn, I, Quinn resisted it for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, before he really, you know, has gotten to the point where he's, Trying, you know, he's actively following him and stuff. And right. this little, this little new twist though, where they have Peter Weller. Mm-hmm. You know, that whole—it's so weird how that comes in. How those two, sto- the the Maria uh, yeah. Angel storyline merges with the with the with the uh, Quinn trail. You know, Quinn and Dexter storyline with this Peter Weller character, uh, aka RoboCop. Right. And uh, as soon as I saw him, I'm like, something's up. Mm-hmm. You know when, because uh, basically the the little the little connection is that you know uh, Maria ends up doing this sting operation for the uh, internal affairs agent in order to get them to drop the case against uh, Batista, mm-hmm. which ends up you know having uh, her do this sting on the Peter Weller character, and he is just so happens to be friends with uh, Quinn. Who also has been recently screw, screwed over by um, by Maria. Uh, she yeah. put him on leave, and that was kind of a little plot thing that everyone was like, "Oh, why is he on vacation and all that?" Right. Uh, and so Quinn is apparently going to hire this guy to to track Dexter, which yeah. is weird to me because I would think now that Quinn has a few days off, he, he would do it. it. <laughs> yeah, it's a perfect opportunity. I mean, they did that with Dokes, too. Like, Dokes also got suspended. That gave him the opportunity to track Dexter even more. Like, I guess yeah. what they're doing this time is let's throw somebody else in the mix. Well, and I'll say this. I think the other part of it, the reason it's different this time is uh, Quinn has the the issue with um, with Deborah, Right. Because she doesn't want – he doesn't want his investigation into Dexter to come between them. Yeah. So I think that's why he's – you know, another reason why he's hiring this, this, this third party to go do the dirty work. Removing himself to a certain extent, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I think that that is it. It's and I, I pretty much like Quinn. I, I've, I've bought into the character, um, but I do think Dokes was a stronger antagonist. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and well, you know, Dokes knew something. Dokes knew with all his heart that something was up with Dexter, and Quinn still just suspects it. That's he, true. He thinks 
you know, he doesn't have the same, the same like, I feel like Dokes had a prejudice against Dexter based yeah. on his instincts and based on his, you know, his, uh, his know-how as a cop, but also yeah. just sort of personally. Whereas Quinn, I think, is sort of more, he's just, he, it's not personal to him. It's just, you know, he's trying to, he just has a hunch. Yeah, I think uh, he's just, he's noticed a few things with Dexter. He's just mm-hmm. picked up a couple of things, like, and and it's leading him to suspect him. But it's not that he suspected Dexter just because, like, he personally creeped him out, which is, yeah. what, which is what Dokes was like. like he, yeah, Dokes, Dokes is like, yeah, he knew from the beginning something was up with Dexter. Yeah, from the pilot, like, he was, yeah. he, he was suspecting Dexter. And he had nothing to go on except Dexter just creeped him out. Mm-hmm. You know, he was getting this sense from Dexter that something was wrong with him, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it just, it took like, you know, suspicious things actually happening to get Dokes to actually, you know, try to investigate him. But I think, yeah, you're right. In Quinn's case, it's not, it's not really like that. But it's like the, the sort of basic outline of the story is very similar. Can I tell you something I don't, I, I hope that doesn't happen story-wise, is that Peter Weller goes and tracks Dexter and sees Dexter is helping Lumen mm-hmm. and reports to Quinn that Dexter is having an affair with, with her or something. Oh, God. And, and, that, and that's kind of what, what, like, Quinn throws in Dexter's face or something like, you know, already after Rita, you're yeah. seeing some other woman or something. And maybe he thinks that that's the end of it or, I mean, obviously he, he shouldn't think that's the end of it because, he thinks he's Kyle Butler. But, uh, I, I'm wondering if that'll come up, if they'll try to do a red herring like that or something. Yeah. Uh, I was just, just thinking, like, what they're gonna, what, what is Dexter gonna be doing the next couple of days that he could see, and he's gonna be seeing her. Yeah. No, that's he right. Be kill- he shouldn't be killing anyone unless no. she convinces him to go find somebody who really abused her and right. goes to kill them or something. Yeah. No, you're right. I think. Um, the other thing that worries me about this plot line, which is, you know, just an outgrowth of what happened with Dokes as well, is that it seems to me that this can end in two ways. Uh, one, uh, I'll throw a third one at the end. One, Quinn gets doesn't really find anything out, and then who cares? Second. So that one's not going to happen. <laughs> Crossing that off the list. A second, he does find something out, and then, and then what? Then either he somehow then Lila, then Lila blows him up. <laughs> yeah, he's somehow okay with it, which, which I don't know that they'll have to do some work to make me buy. Or yeah, he basically just has to die. Um, mm-hmm. And that doesn't sound like a good option. Now, third option that occurs to me now that they're throwing in this Peter Weller character who. I suspect isn't going to be back next season. Like it could be that Peter Weller is the character who finds something out and he's the one who ends up dying. And then Mm -hmm. Quinn himself maybe never learns the critical bit of information or whatever, you know, and so then they can keep him. Maybe they're just throwing all the, all the problems onto Peter Weller because Peter Weller isn't a main character. So they can Mm -hmm. just, you know, that, that seems like a, a possible third outcome, but it just seems like this can't, they're not willing to go all the way with this storyline, and so at this stage in the show, at least, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical of actually doing it. You know, I understand mm-hmm. putting pressure on Dexter, but it just feels to me like this is a last season storyline that that then then they could actually go all the way with it and have people really find out and not die. Yeah, I'm wondering if um, if Quinn is just going to find out that Dexter is Kyle Butler 
and Dexter will just have some reason to explain why he got close to Trinity and to say, well, that's the reason Rita got targeted. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, and he'll probably say Trinity got away. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think he'll say he killed Trinity, but... Uh, probably not. You know, I'm wondering if he'll just make an admission like, uh, you know, oh, I... I had a hunch about who he was or something, and oh, so okay. I got close. You know, maybe some something plausible, because I don't even think that's really plausible, but something plausible of, of why or how he got, why he, you know, why he is Kyle Butler, why he, you know, is associated with the Trinity family. Yeah. With his family. Because um, yeah. I feel like if because that's all Quinn is after. He's not trying to find out if Dex is a serial killer. No, you're right. And I think that's what Dokes was on to. Dokes yeah. was on to the more essence of what Dexter was up to in a, lar- in a large scheme. Because remember that whole, like, especially that one season where the whole question was uh, people people finding uh, all the, the the bodies that Dexter dumped? Yeah, yeah, season two. Um, yeah, so I, I think that's what that's the difference here. Another difference is Quinn is after a smaller prize. True. He just wants to connect uh, Dexter to to, to Kyle Butler to connect it to Trinity. He's not saying Dexter's a serial killer, a pathological serial killer, and he needs to be right. stopped at all costs. Yes. So, yes. Although so I think he does Kyle suspect Butler. Dexter of killing Rita. He is, yeah, he is suspicious about that. Um, he's definitely suspicious about that, yeah. But and not, I think, you know, but not of being two, a serial hey, killer. Hey, put those two together, right? And I think you, you got a case closed for Quinn. Yeah. If, if, if Quinn finds out, okay, he thinks something's up with Dexter, with Trinity, and he thinks Dexter killed Rita, yeah. then Dexter just has to convince him that, yes, I'm Kyle Butler, mm-hmm. for X reason, that's somewhat plausible. Yeah. And that's why, and then and then Trinity killed Rita. Which is almost the explains. truth. Yeah. Depending and, on yeah, what he says. Exactly. About. And I think and that, that gets Quinn, you know, I think that lets Dexter off of both of those hooks that Quinn has him on. Yeah. No, that's true. I guess that'll work, but that's that's almost Quinn not getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, that's Quinn well, finding no, that's out. Quinn, that's Quinn getting what he wants to find out. Yeah, but, but like, it's not the main prize. But that, that's what my point is. He's not after the main prize. That's well, I know, I know. But it it you know, if if it went far enough, it it could it could lead there. It could at least yeah. lead to he killed Trinity. Well, he for would example. have to he would have to get evidence that Dexter is a serial killer. He would have to, yeah. you know, Peter Weller or Quinn would have to see him killing or find mm-hmm. some evidence of that. And you know that hasn't happened yet. So it's like they're not at that point. Obviously, they're going to find out something. Yeah. But um, but I'm wondering if they'll just leave it at you know instead of Quinn, you know. You know, and I think you're right to the extent that I think they will dump a lot on the Peter Weller character, and I would bet that he he's dead by the end of the season or off the show. But um, yeah, uh, but I, I I I think the fact that Quinn is only after the Trinity thing, um, unless they're gonna, you know, make that make him, you know, going after Dexter for Trinity, but then he realizes Dexter's a serial killer, then he's onto him for that, you know, because mm-hmm. that's a bigger thing. And like you said, I don't think they're ready for that. And right. like that's something that leads into next season, where, you know, next season it's about, you know, uh, Quinn thinking Dexter, you know, being w- way more, you know, Peter Weller's gone, uh, but, but Quinn found out, you know, Dexter is uh, even more bad than he thought. And right. Then, you know, then they keep going another season of that or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they could do that. They could do I guess at this point it's weird because the majority of Dexter's 
kills have already been attributed. Mm-hmm. You know, so so th- you know those probably aren't going to get reversed. It really mm-hmm. sucks. I mean, Doke's God, Doke's got screwed. <laughs> Better oh, yeah, enough yeah, that he yeah. had to die for being right. He's also no, like he framed really, for those crimes. I mean, as as just a person who lived a life, you know, like he he got the raw end of the deal at the end because he got you know not only got murdered but like yeah he his his name was uh, shamed as a murderer, uh, you know. So he will you know literally never live that down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's because he's dead. Right. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying, though. Yeah, for the people in the back. The right, the back. right. Um. So yeah, in general, I think we can all agree that the Quinn storyline is the least interesting. Um. You, I, I, you know, like you said, I'm, I'm, I'm on the Quinn train. He's, he's a, he's a decent character. I'm not like in love with him. He doesn't do anything that spectacular. I, I'm uh, less interested in the Santa Muerte storyline. Uh, well, I don't know. If I have to choose, it's a, it's a close tie, whichever one, but uh, for me. Mainly because the Quinn storyline connects to Dexter directly. Yeah, but at least I know the Santa Muerte storyline is going to go somewhere. <laughs> like, for real. You know? Fair enough. So it's like, it's kind of like, which do you want? You want it to be for Dexter or to go somewhere? So. I guess I'm going yeah, with Dexter. Both, we're, yeah, we're going with Dexter going nowhere. They're, they're both at the bottom of my list. But um, So what else is going on story-wise we haven't talked about yet? Uh, a little bit, you know, the Angel and Maria thing. I thought that was kind of a waste. You know, it was yeah. marginally interesting. Oh, she makes more money than you, Yawn. Uh, she's like the head of the uh, department. Yeah, the I know. It's kind of like, what did you think? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, it'd be, I think it'd be interesting to see a version of that story where um, the, it was reversed and, you know, the person with the with the higher job title, oh. like the, the, the person with the lower job title had more money for some reason and mm-hmm. that was – because then it's counterintuitive. You go, wait a minute, I and she found out. that I had more, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but um, and, and then she go to that guy then, that appears like once a season, and like, the IA guy. Yeah, no, the uh, or is he an IA guy? I don't know. That old guy. I I I don't. I think he's just like a guy in charge. Like he was the guy last season who tried to get. Uh, Tried to get uh, Marie and, and and Angel in trouble for eloping or for being involved. Yeah, yeah, the guy who's in the, who's been in the last couple episodes working the the Angel Batista case, right? That's him. Is it? I don't know. I thought that was about. a different guy. <laughs> oh, I, you know, it's the kind of thing where I, I have to see who you're talking about to be like, yeah, that's him. Yeah, I yeah. can't picture. I, I I can't picture who you're talking about. He's. I think he's got gray hair. He's kind of man. He's kind of a generic well, looking guy. It's hard to. Who's the guy I'm talking about? But you know the guy. Okay, but you you just you you know the guy I'm talking about. I know the guy you're talking about. Guy. I just I think that's a different guy from who I'm talking about. Okay. I I could um, be wrong though. It might be the same guy. And I just didn't recognize him. Uh, it, it's weird for that storyline to. It's weird to sort of track the plot points of that storyline. And uh, yeah, and then you know it leads from him finding a check to you know sort of confronting you know asking people about it what they think and 
Yeah. And then uh and then confronted Maria about it and then she says, you know, you're <laughs> you're uh you know, you spend money too too wildly and then he of course wants to buy drinks for everyone, so that night he goes and drinks a lot and mm-hmm. makes him beat up the cops. Right. Which would get him under Because he makes a comment about her. Yeah, okay, okay, and that's a that's a good point because he makes a sexual comment about her. Yeah. Which is a which is an extra bit of the story. And yeah. then and then in order to get the case dropped, you know, Maria's talking to the guy, he brings that up, that sexual yeah. part. That and the fact that it's in the record means that she's got more impetus to try to close this case down. Right. You know, so, so not just for Batista now, now it's her own for her, yeah. at stake. And then that leads her to agreeing to do this sting where she, I guess, plays a prostitute. Looks like it, yeah. I guess, you know, 40-year-old Latinas is Peter Weller's type. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, I, I everybody's kind of tired. But the head of the, like, of all the people that IA could have used for this state, they wouldn't be the head of their police department. Well, Miami manager. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. So it's just weird that that, that it's, it, that, that idea of, and it was almost like they were saying the fact that someone said, made this sexual comment about her, about how, how good she is, Sexually, yeah, makes her right for this job where she has to entice this guy mm-hmm. sexually, and so that was weird that they would even sort of frame it like that, like because he says, uh, "Oh, that, that's right." He he brings up a line that she gives a bunch of blowjobs or something. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and she says that's in the record, and he says, "Should it be?" And I always have to remember that he doesn't say, "Is it true?" Yeah. <laughs> I keep thinking he asks, is it true? That's sort of uh, what I expect, too. Yeah, but that little yeah. bit was weird to me, because it did seem like that that was what was that was where yeah, that was that's going. Yeah, that's the subtext, is he's asking, like, and I, and then again, they, they they pick up on that subtext of, is he coming on to her, or why is he asking yeah. about, about the validity or the questioning that statement? And then you have Angel be, thinking that uh, Maria's cheating on him. Right. So that you know that they're kind of so part of that I think is setting up the audience to be uh, from you know coming from Angel's perspective with that yeah oh is he coming on did he come on to her okay maybe she is cheating oh, okay. to yeah to to uh, you know maybe that's why you know because you know oh she's coming home late and she takes you know she's taking a shower right after and all that stuff and mm-hmm. he's not telling them all where he where she, where she's going and stuff like that but. Uh, Right, and 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 you just know watching it, she's not cheating. Of course, like, I never it's like thought. Angel, it's like Angel; she's too busy to be having an affair. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she doesn't have time is. for that. She doesn't have time for that. You know that's why she married you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and she doesn't have time to see you. So it's, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. It kind of feels like with with the with the with the two of them, and now this season with Quinn and Deborah, they they're doing a little bit of character consolidation. Like by by putting the characters oh, yeah. together, they mm-hmm. don't have to give them separate stories. Oh, I think that's I think that's definitely true, and I think that's uh, that's that's why they're to, you know characters are paired off like that. Yeah. Because you can get a little bit more story by having, you know, it's like Sun and Jen, right? Right, exactly. Exactly. And I think this season has been very, you know, very Dexter-centric. I think they've had more time to do that because they've been able to, you know, do two two characters for one. 
You know, I'll say this, though. Just thinking about Angel, he's come off really differently recently than he did at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Because remember, like, he was, like, really, he was, like, the calm guy, and he was very mm-hmm. zen, and he was very, you know, thoughtful and very, yeah. like, uh, you know, insightful, and uh, he would surprise you with his perspectives and stuff. Mm-hmm. And now, and I don't want to say it's marriage, but... Uh, Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. You know, now he's in bar fights, and uh, he's, you know, he's uh, uh, jealous and envious, and uh, mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's, he's, he's got all these sort of negative emotions that are coming out, you know, after after him and Maria get together. So yeah. I don't know if that's just, I don't know if they're making a statement or if they're just writing his character, but or both. But uh, it definitely I, I seemed like he was happier single. <laughs> you said it, not me, folks. All right. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I, he would have those occasional like Zen like moments where he would come mm-hmm. out with some bit of wisdom or a character would even like Dexter even would like go to him for advice or something and you know Yeah, it was like Angel Batista in the art of motorcycle maintenance. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> You're right. I, he he has he has sort of gotten uh, more angsty and uh, mm-hmm. uh, and and he's lost he's lost that calm sort of serene quality that he had. Which you know what they would say is what attracted Maria to him in the first place. There you go. <laughs> Angel, you're just not the man that I fell in love with. <laughs> Don't write a scene from later in the season. I know. I'm right. <laughs> She just knows she's going to say <laughs> I can hear it. It sounds like a line. Yeah. I, yeah. They, they'll, I feel like they'll put it in a preview. <laughs> totally. totally. <laughs> oh, Dexter. Well, yeah. when you hang out with characters for five years, you kind of get a sense of uh, what they're about. You really do. Yeah. 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 I had no idea. I'd be spending this much time with these people. <laughs> Remember in the beginning when uh, Maria was all lascivious towards that? Yeah, kid? that was weird. She wanted a piece? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was like winking at it. It was, uh, <laughs> it was what they were doing. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you know, headed to the party, you know. Uh, I guess that was before she got promoted, right? Yeah, that was before she got promoted. Back but then, still, it was that guy. Team. It was that guy I'm talking about oh, who, was, who right. had her that's job. Right. Yeah, that's a different guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then they had that other lady come in, and then that's the thing. Maria did go yeah. in and, like, sleep with her husband to, like, yeah. you know, get her out of that job. So, like, there's there's at least a grain of truth about to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The sort of I don't know insinuation that she uh, maybe uh, could be somewhat uh, lax on the uh, you know hanky panky. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's uh, that's 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 interesting. Um, that they're kind of painting her that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That scene was just weird. I, I, it, it seemed like there was more going on than they were saying. Mhm. I, I, uh, I, I don't know what, 
I don't know what that what that was exactly. Yeah, because he says should it be, and the answer is is like, like so to to evaluate that question, I think you you know you branch off to a couple of things, and the first thing is well, should it be okay? Is it a true statement? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like should it be part of this record? Okay, the guy said it, so right. should it be part of the record because he said it? Okay, mm-hmm. well, maybe let's see how does how does it relate to the case? Mm-hmm. You know, how does this statement relate to whether or not you know uh, Angel was wrong and hitting the guy? And then I don't know the logic you have to go through to evaluate that statement just seems to me like you would you would say no before you got to any of the yeses, you know? Um, right. And whether or not you know because it's just a weird it's such a weird thing to be like. Well, should we put in the record that you're good at oral sex? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. Let's think about that for yeah. a second. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking no. Yeah, it's a weird question to ask. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it, it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like it should be in the record any more than like that was the remark that set him off. You know, like yeah, you can understand. Like if someone says that about someone's wife, you can understand why that would. You know, cause him to. Yeah, I mean, you could just say in the record. Uh, he made uh, a you know, explicit remark about yeah. the guy's life or something. Yeah. And that's, yeah, and it, just, it seems to me like, and, and there's sort of a, you know, a given that you would only put factual statements in the record. Yeah. So you have to evaluate whether or not that's a factual statement. And so that's just to be, I don't know, to be in a room with a woman and, and uh, you know, in a professional environment like that, to ha- to ask her if that's a factual statement yeah. for the legal case, it's just so weird. It uh, is. It is, yeah. You don't expect it to go there. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't seem appropriate. Yeah, it seems like she could, you know, have a case against him for harassment. Yeah. For, for you know, the tone and how he presented that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird because it's it's kind of a throwaway scene, but mm-hmm. <laughs> there's I don't know. <laughs> it's a scene heard around the world. I think. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I I guess I don't know. I guess they did a, did a good job, or they threw in a somewhat suggestive line, and mm-hmm. it just I don't know made it more interesting than it could have been. Yeah, I just think you know if the line was. You know, Maria is the richest person in Miami. Mm-hmm. Or something, you know, that's, I don't know if that make you mad, but, you know, she, you know, oh, yeah, she she's really frugal. She just keeps all her money, and she never, you know, I don't know how that, you know. Angel would have to have a lot of drinks to be mad about that statement. But I just feel like there's some things that could be factual that would be less, less weird if you said, is this, fa- is this a fact? Yeah. You oh, know? yeah, definitely. You know, do you have, Maria, do you have a large bank account? Yes, I do. There you go, should, yeah. You know, should that be a matter of record, that you have a large bank account? Well, you know, maybe yes or no. But yeah, it depends on if it's relevant or not. Yeah, but but questioning the validity, the, the factual statement of, uh, the factuality of the statement, does that work? Um, it's weird, yeah. Isn't, isn't out of bounds like the other question is. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, it's a subjective statement, so it's hard mm-hmm. to really evaluate if it's factual or not. I don't know. You wanna... And that's what it seemed like he was saying, like, like I might need to test this out. Yeah, exactly. That's like it, the and implication. If it the, and, it's, and if it is the best, I will write it in the statement. <laughs> if it's not the best, then I won't. Like, <laughs> that's a weird situation to be in. Yeah. I guess that means you would want to do a bad job. 
<laughs> yeah. Nah, nah, that wasn't the best in Miami. I'll leave it out. Although she runs the the small risk of no, of you know, no matter what, how well the job she does, it's uh, it's the best to him. So. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Let's change this topic now. Uh, I think we spent enough time in the gutter. Thanks, Dexter. Uh, yeah, they did this to us. They did. They, we're, just, we're just commentators. We're not responsible for the the content here. We just respond to uh, the show. Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay, so we have the storyline with Dexter and the babysitter, and she's the best thing ever, and then she quits because she doesn't trust him, and he's mm-hmm. lying to her. Uh, and uh, and then she gets rehired because he begs her and says, you know, I'll tell you the truth, which you know he can't. Right. <laughs> you know, like, we all know there's going to come, come a point where, you know, and, and the baby knows too. Yep. That there's gonna come a point where uh, he just won't be there at some uh, at some time because he's killing someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of shit going on every season, and mm-hmm. there, especially towards the end, he's he's. There's no way you he's know, gonna be there every evening at you know some particular time. I would almost like to see a season where Dexter tries to take it easy mm-hmm. and, and and simplify his life. Yeah. And really, like, focus on, like, the baby or something, you know? Focus on, like, really, in, like, his job. Like, just, just, like, change the whole direction and make him go, you know what, I am doing too much. And, I, I, you know, and, of course, it won't work out, and that's a conflict. Right. But but I would like to see him at least try, like, realize some, some of the other priorities and stuff that's going on and see some other stuff, try to, you know, try to make some other stuff work and, because um, he never really did. I mean, he, you know, he did okay, I guess, you know, for a serial killer in terms of being a family guy. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, but he never made it a huge priority. Yeah, no, and they definitely showed him being absent a lot, and that, mm-hmm. you know, created certain issues last season. So I think it's always been a thing, you know, but they always had, you know, Rito's always there basically to take care of things, and now he can't get away with that as easily. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but you're right. I mean, I, it, it can't lead anywhere else, but I, I don't know what to think of this babysitter character. Like, I really don't know what they're doing with her. I, I don't think she's here to stay, but, and, and I guess, like, it's just logical. Like, Dexter's taking care of his baby by himself. He's got a lot of shit going on. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no way he can just have the baby with him all the time. So they just kind of have to do it. But. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, w- I wonder if she's just going to be there as a babysitter for the whole season and that's it? Or, or if they're. No. Yeah, right? I mean, I feel like they're going to do something with her, but I, I really don't know what. I, initially, I didn't trust her. I thought she was evil or something. I I, mm-hmm. I don't really believe that anymore. You but... are so prejudiced against the Irish. I just, <laughs> I don't get it. I just what? don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, don't know. That one incident with the Lucky Charms and you're just done with them. <laughs> When, when they when they call the episode practically, <laughs> I don't want to know what that was. When they call the episode practically perfect, I I thought that would be sort of the punchline, like she was the practically perfect babysitter, but it would end up being kind of um, you know turned on its head, like she. It's like you know, oh, she's she's practically perfect, but she's a langolier. And there you go. <laughs> wow. Wow. Without, without, she eats without the past. Her, 
would that take her would that take her down a notch or two? Yeah, yeah, it would. I mean, if she can still do the job, I guess, you know, whatever. <laughs> You're not gonna discriminate against Langolier babysitters. No. <laughs> I mean it doesn't seem right. I mean, you know, they just they just eat the past. I mean, we hey, eat, you know. Yeah, they can't help what they eat. Plants and animals and stuff and fungi, but, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Everybody hey, if they, didn't, if they didn't eat it, we'd have to. Exactly. <laughs> we eat the past so you don't have to. You're going to eat that? <laughs> oh, Stephen King. Who knew it was a comedy? I guess maybe he did. He just didn't tell anyone. <laughs> it's such a such a ridiculous story. I, I don't know how it's not a comedy. <laughs> right? <laughs> Wait a minute. So the plane flies into Aurora Borealis and goes into the past <laughs> where these creatures eat it. Okay. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, and this is starring Seth Rogen and Michael Sarah, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Perfect. Um, yeah, you guys would be the <laughs> to be the old Langolier, grandmother Langolier. <laughs> I'm too old to eat the past. That's my Betty White. I don't know what to do for Betty White. Wow. What else can you do? I mean, that's her. That's her thing. She's too old. Um. So yeah. Um. I guess yeah. I mean, I guess they basically have kind of told us who the Santa Muerte killers are, so they can't really spring a surprise on us with that, can well, they? Well, I think it's going to lead to why, maybe why they're doing it. We still haven't figured out why they're doing it. Um, and I think these two these two guys, they don't seem like masterminds. No, they really don't. Uh, well, I guess we only saw one of the guys, but he seems, yeah. like the, he seems like the head honcho to me of the two for whatever reason, because uh, uh, we've only seen him. <laughs> and... Uh, and I don't think, you know, so I feel like who, you know, maybe who owns the person who owns the club or who, who they're working for, or I think, I think it's going to lead to a bigger, a bigger baddie and that might okay. uh, get, get Dexter involved because maybe, you know, maybe these people are, are tied to the, 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 uh, the kidnapping ring or whatever that's going on. They the smuggling ring with Lumen's people. Oh, okay. Uh, Lumen's uh, uh, attackers and um, maybe, maybe that'll, the storylines will converge that way. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, they could, they could, they could definitely do that. I I'm trying to think. I guess last season they had that, they had that um, like tourist killer plot that mm-hmm. they ended up using as a fake out, basically. Yeah, what happened with that again? There was some craziness going on. I actually don't remember what the resolution was. Because <laughs> I remember it was crazy at the end because, because uh, you know, uh, Trinity's daughter gets involved with, with, with shooting. So, what? yeah, yeah, like, I, I, like, basically, I mean, the part I remember is when, when Lundy gets shot and Deborah, uh, uh, you know, they they make it look like it's the like it's the tourist killers, um, mm-hmm. and and so you know, so you think, oh, okay, that's how they're gonna 
tie it in, but then they reveal a surprise later that it was, that it was Trinity's daughter that did it. And I don't remember mm-hmm. if they ever even caught. I don't remember what happened with the actual. Because the two killer was just someone who was killing people outside of hotels. They were, he was shooting people outside of hotels, right? I, I think pretty much, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I don't know if they if they caught the guy or whatever. I, I kind of think they didn't because I don't since remember it. Was, it. Since it was an FBI case, so yeah, you know, so we're not gonna actually get that that wrap up of okay, we caught the bad guy because it's not the police department doing right. it. So maybe. I don't know, maybe it was just some line about, uh, you know, the killer moved on or something, or I don't know. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll keep looking sort of a thing. Right, right. So I guess I'm wondering if they're going to do something like that, like just use it as a tool, you know, mm-hmm. to to make some other story work. So if I made a direct analogy, it would be something like uh, they use the Santa Muerte stuff to kill someone, and we think it's the Santa Muerte killer, but it's somebody else. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. That would be the thing. They use that the machete and stuff like that, and we think, oh, this is just another Muerte killing, but it's uh, it's Christine. It's the Trinity's Trinity's daughter who's back from the dead. Not a kin. This is the Dexter zombie season, isn't it? <laughs> oh, God. There was a show that could have a zombie season. Yeah. No, you're right. It's obligatory. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, yeah, okay. Um, uh, 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 yeah, I mean, this season doesn't, doesn't have a super villain. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think that's, I think that's okay, but I do feel like, you know, that's been a thing every season has had so far. Yeah. You know? Well, I think it's going to, yeah, I think it's going to have one. I mean, what about uh, the Jimmy Smith season? I I think Jimmy Smith was basically the supervillain. Yeah, and he wasn't, you know, he wasn't a killer. Well, he turned into a killer. Well, he turned into a killer. But that's because he hung out with Dexter. It is because he hung out with Dexter. (laughs) I made a monster. Yeah, monsters creating monsters. And then, and then um, he he actually like hired this other killer. Yeah, that's right. To, to do stuff for him, so that that other guy was sort of a was sort of a henchman kind of villain. I mean, I feel like this season is going to kind of mirror that to the extent that you know Lumen is going to uh, you know Dexter's going to have to keep Lumen from being like him. Right. You know? Uh, I know. And, I know. It's like, oh no. Not that. Yeah, I mean, I think they'll, I think they'll crystallize some other point out of this interaction. I'm sure they will. Yeah, they always do. But I think, I think that'll be the basic idea. Of course, I mean, that's already started. You know, with him, you know, stopping her from killing the wrong person. Yeah. Uh. But um. Yeah, I, I, I feel like the big killer will be who's ever at the club. Whatever they find out at this club that they're going to. Uh, I feel like that's gonna because I mean the next episode is the is the midway point of the season so you know they're gonna have to have something big to to push forward to the end of the season. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I there also like a scene that was weird to me was when they go to the uh, when they go to the tattoo parlor mm. and and they talk to that lady like you know what's this what's this tattoo and she's yeah. like 
uh, it's an eye. And then they're like, okay. And then they leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't helpful. At, like, why did they do that scene? I really, it was, it was just weird. Like, it seemed like it served no purpose because they, the lead came from well, no, the poster. Well, no, but the only reason, the only reason she knew, she recognized the, 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 the eye of, of Horace or whatever of Ra uh, from that poster was the lady said, "This is an eye." It, you know, I think she went through and said, like, Egyptian, the Egyptian eye. I, I think, mm-hmm. I thought they had a picture of it, too. I forget. Yeah. But uh, but I think, but that was the thing. She literally, that was the clue. I mean, the clue was, this is an eye, and a, you know, this is a, an Egyptian eye thing or something. Uh, yeah. And so that's why when she sees the poster, she goes, hey, they were at this club. It wasn't uh, just an eye or it wasn't just whatever it was uh you know, or UFO, which is the prevailing theory at first. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, it, was, it, it, it was one of those. It was one of those like detective uh, plot points where it seems like a dead end, but it, it it sort of surreptitiously leads to the next clue. But it, like they they get the sketch of the tattoo from the guy who got his throat slashed, the guy who actually saw it, you know, originally, yeah. and then they but he saw it wrong, and then he they. Oh, he saw it wrong. He yeah, he didn't. He he didn't. You know, he didn't draw them the eye, the eye of Horus. He drew them like this eye with two little line segments, which made it look like a UFO. So when the tattoo okay. artist saw it, she didn't look at that and say, "This is the eye of Ra." She said, "Well, it's an eye." And oh. So that's why it wasn't fully identified until Deborah sees the actual full symbol and says. You know, because the guy just, you know, sort of glanced at it when the, you know, when the machete was near his throat. It wasn't like he was getting right. a clear picture of it. So, okay. but yeah, it was, it was, I think that's, that, that's, that's what happened was. It so was they basically of, just gave a better picture of what it, what it was. They improved yeah. it enough to where she could actually recognize the poster. She couldn't have recognized the poster just from his original sketch. No. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I missed that. Um, man, but you know, speaking of Deborah, think about how far she's come as a detective. Oh yeah, remember when she was just all nervous, and before she even, you know, before she all she wanted was to be a detective. She wasn't even a detective. Yeah, Yeah. she was just desperate to get in, and she was she kept going to Dexter like, help me out, give me something so I can look good, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, and he would he would help. He doesn't do anything for her anymore. (laughs) He's a little too busy. Yeah, he's a little too. Too busy with the uh, other shit going on. Yeah. She doesn't need the help though, and I and I like that line that Quinn said, like you know, because Deborah says Dexter's always been a strong one. He's like, it's always looked the opposite to me, mm-hmm. you know. And I think Dexter said that too. Yeah, you know where they, you know they each think the other is is the strong one. So. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, she doesn't she doesn't need the help. She she gets this huge clue uh, just yeah. by being a, a observant on her own. So. Yeah, I mean, I like I forget that she didn't start out as a detective because mm-hmm. you know she just you just buy it at this point. I mean, that's just that's yeah. just what she does, you know. Um, uh, I really I really like her. I I, I think she's uh, as far as like the supporting characters, one of the better ones. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. I mean, she and she's never really been bad. I've never really disliked her. She's yeah. been fairly consistent, like, throughout the entire show, you mm-hmm. know. Um, yeah, I, I Consistent like with, she, with a development. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know? Yeah, she oscillates in a, in a nice range of, of sort of quality and goodness and character and all that stuff. And Yeah. Uh, you know. 
I, I'm surprised Masuka is still around, honestly. <laughs> I, I mean, I know they need to, like, comic relief, and, and I'm, actually kind of, I'm actually sort of surprised how much character development they, they've been giving him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the whole back tattoo thing? Yeah. Like, really? We're supposed to believe he's just a back tattoo guy? Okay. I know, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't believe that that was there for the last, like, two it years. Because you know why? You know the one reason we we can say that this is sort of a retcon to a degree is because Masuka would have bragged about this tattoo yeah. before. Like, yeah. That way he gets a back tattoo and doesn't tell people. Totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One that like ridiculous and huge <laughs> yes. and. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he would be. He would. He would right away want to show that off, and it's like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any time a tattoo came up, he would he would have to mention his back mm-hmm. tattoo, right? Yeah. I mean, they they kind of pawned it off. He he kind of pawned it off as like a personal thing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I was going through some stuff, so you know maybe he wouldn't want to brag, but but he would want to brag. Right? I think so. Even if it was for a personal issue, yeah, I I, yeah. I just think I just think he'd still he'd still want to show it off. Yeah, that's just that's just the way he is. But you're right. I mean, they have they have. I mean, in his own way, they've definitely given him a lot more to do as time went on. Like he had a, he had a fair amount last season as well. Like they give him a whole little thing where he came over for Thanksgiving and yeah, yeah. So it was um, it was uh, yeah. It's 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 weird. I I I thought he was I thought he was going to be short lived in the early days as well. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's pretty clear they need someone to do Dexter's job when Dexter can't do it. I think that's the other reason why he's still around. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what did you think about the the scene when uh, Lumen tries to get on the plane and she goes to security and they pat her down and she has that, I don't know, mini panic attack or something? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean... Um... What did I think about it? What do you mean? What did I think about it? <laughs> well, you know, I thought the whole point of that, that, what was going on there, was like, you know, obviously she 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 wasn't going to get on the plane and leave town. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, she's going to get up here and she's not going to be able to pass the security because she's going to freak out about them having to pat her down. But she doesn't really freak out enough for them to stop. Uh, you know, she like makes it through. The path down. No, it seems like she just. Well, they, I felt like they left it kind of ambiguous because they don't really show what happened after that. Like, I guess we're supposed to assume she just immediately exited the terminal again. Mm-hmm. But it was it was weird because you do. I agree that it seemed like a setup well, for her to freak out, and that was they why show, they show the lady being done with the pad down. They show her, yeah. you know, and, and and so she was done. She could have yeah. continued on past security. She was done with that. So, so it wasn't the anxiety of that that made her stay. You know, obviously she's got a vendetta, but uh, I, it was just weird to me that they spent all that time and, and filmmaking prowess to, you know, get the emotion of that. It was scene. a very long sequence, yeah. But it didn't really culminate to anything. It didn't really. It was just sort of a character moment, but yeah. it didn't really culminate to anything in terms of like she's going to be like. You know, she's going to, like, pass out, and then they're going to be like, we can't let you go, you know, something's exactly. up, and she's going to leave. Like, I don't know why they didn't just make it. Well, well, and I know they wanted to be, you know, she's staying for her vendetta, but it still could be that 
the trauma of what has happened to her prevents her from, you know, even getting to security. Just being which able is another to... reason, which is another reason why she's upset with these guys, and she has to go. Yeah. In her, in her view, put this behind her. So it, it, you know, it could work for the way they had it too. But yeah, it was weird that it didn't really come to anything, and it, and it was like, well, she made it to the pat down. I didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, me either. I mean, it was a classic build-up, you know, mm-hmm. where where there, it's in slow motion and they show, like, each individual pad and it's sort of getting worse and people are leering at her in her mind probably. Yeah, her vision is blurring. Yeah. And, like, you know, yeah. it's all, uh, all kinds of stuff is happening. You think, okay, how much more can she take? Yeah, this oh, is going to end with her, like, <laughs> elbowing this lady in the face or something or screaming or whatever and yeah. and and she's not going to be allowed to get on the plane, and then she's going to have to stay. That seemed like the obvious endpoint to me, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's more like she she was extremely stressed out by it. It definitely got to her clearly, but she got through it. She could handle it, but it it yeah it, that wasn't exactly what caused her to stay. Yeah, um, and they didn't. They I feel like they didn't totally make clear. I I guess you're right. I guess it really is just more. You know, she's not ready to let go of the vendetta. Mm-hmm. And and maybe that did just remind her of how much it's affected her and how much she's not ready to move on. Yeah. But it, it was strangely, I mean, I guess they wanted to hit us with the quote-unquote surprise, even though, as you said, obviously she's going to stay. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and so that's maybe why they left out what seemed like the connection. But... Um, yeah, that was I like I I liked how they filmed it. It was well done, mm-hmm. you know. But it was weird, the 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 way it didn't lead to anything, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, clearly she's gonna be she's gonna be Dexter's you know pal this season. She's mm-hmm. she's gone into the you know the space occupied by. Such people as <laughs> Trinity, the complicated characters, the little yeah, Miguel Prado and Lila. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, and and similar territory in a way, but of course with a somewhat different twist. And as you said, it'll probably culminate in Dexter learning something else, like some other issue. You know, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go ahead and put a hundred dollars on this bet right here. Okay, bet for the future. Season seven, maybe. Okay. Maybe I don't think next season, but but season seven or eight if they get there. The storyline is going to be Dexter with a young teenage serial killer. You know, they're going to mm-hmm. have to do. They're going to have to do the story, the the season where he's dealing with himself. Yes. He he becomes Harry, and now he has to teach us. You know, teach yeah. uh, You know, be in that position, and and that'll be the season. If the show goes that long, I think that's inevitable. Absolutely. Yeah. I, know, I, I wish I could bet against you, but you know <laughs> that that uh, that might be an interesting ending too. If if that's the end of the season, and that and the other part of the season is someone you know going to catch him being a serial killer. Yeah. And the end of the show or something is uh, you know Dexter sort of getting caught, but his you know his ways or his teachings live on. Carry on. His protege or whatever. yeah. yeah. That sounds that sounds plausible. <laughs> did I just end the show? I think you did. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, yeah. They 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 have to they have to conclude it in some way, and that that seems so in line with the themes of the show. 
Yeah, and you know maybe maybe Deb is there too. Uh, mm-hmm. You know she's she's still got to be around. I think by the end she'll know. Um, she better know. Yeah, she'll have to figure it out. Yeah, I yeah. think to a certain degree, you know, if, if if they're as good of writers as they seem to be, you know, just on a character level, she's got to figure it out soon. Yeah, because I think you know, hopefully they will use the fact that she you know was you know. Uh, observing Dexter during his, you know, grieving process for Rita or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. You know, so I feel like, I mean, obviously she's got blinders on because that's her brother, but um, I feel like as a detective, you know, they're, they're writing her that she's a good detective, but at a certain point she's going to, you know, just by, you know, just by natural, you know, natural evolution sort of come across some idea of what's up with, what's up with my brother here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she'll have to get over that sort of mental block that she has. Um, mm-hmm. But I agree. I think I think that you know it's just it's just logical character development to have that happen. Yeah. At some point, and to not do it just seems wrong. You know, and and also I just I really I'm really anxious for the day that she actually finds out. It's it's so weird. I mean, I guess. You know, Lost, as we talked about as a show where, like, characters never know anything, but it's weird that, like, the basic plot of Dexter is something that is only known to a very small number of the main characters. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, well, talking main character, basically just Dexter himself and, like, whatever guest stars that season happen to find out. Yeah. You know? And so they, they don't know that they're on a show about, um, you know, a sort of... Uh, Serial killer they, who... They think they're on CSI. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they don't realize any works for the department. And, you know, like, they just... Mm-hmm. It's just so weird to follow these characters so long, not knowing, like, such a big <laughs> secret about one of their coworkers. Yeah. You know? And I, I feel like with Dokes, like, they got close to doing that, and now they're doing it with Quinn, you know, having someone sort of actually find out. But I guess the next step for me would be someone finding out and actually living. Mm-hmm. You know, somehow being okay with it, I guess. Which which I think uh, necessitates that they, you know, the need for them not to turn a man. Right. Because that can't happen. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, well, they find out they're not going to die, but they're also not going to turn him in. Right, that's the key. Because, yeah, they turn him in, the show's over, I mean. Which is why I think it's got to be someone sympathetic or a certain circumstance, like with Lumen, where they find mm-hmm. out something, but it's he seems to have a good reason for doing it. Right. Uh, something like that. Right. Right. I, I I'll just bring up like the and uh I think it was episode before uh I think it was um Beauty and the Beast, right? That's the middle one, right? Um mm-hmm. uh at the end when when Lumen's like he's you know, boy's not the only one who did this to me. There were others. You yeah. Know? Like when she said that originally, like I thought <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm sharing my wild speculation, but, like, I thought she meant, like, she had just fallen into the hands of, like, you know, I don't know, torturer rapist after torturer rapist, like, somehow, by just bad luck, you know. But it, oh. it, it looks more like, yeah, it looks more like it's actually, um, like, Boyd and some crew were, like, doing, you know, yeah. do, doing these torture rape murder things. 
Yeah, yeah, it was like a little network of, of things going on that she got she got into, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they sort of vaguely told us that, I don't know, she ran away from home or something, and, and so I guess she, you know, somehow got involved with these guys, and, and I guess they, you know, this is just something they do. It's weird, though, because, like, they haven't, at least so far they haven't shown us, I mean, the one suspect turned out to not, have actually been involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's weird that they haven't actually shown us anyone else. Like there's really been, except yeah, for her testimony. They haven't, they haven't shown us anyone else. Hmm. <laughs> and on the other page, we don't know who's behind the Santa Morte case. <laughs> hmm. That's all I'll say. Okay. <laughs> it just seems, I like, I don't know. It It just seems like, you know, besides her saying that, there's actually no evidence that there's anyone else but Boyd so far. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he had no known accomplices, and like this guy knew him from from prison, but you know, it doesn't seem like they had a thing going together. Her 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 whole reasoning behind that, like, oh, he must have done it. They were prison. Uh, yeah. Like, what is that? Why would that mean he's into this? Like, you don't choose who you bring it with. You know, like just because they knew each other doesn't mean like that he's involved. Like, I didn't, yeah. I didn't understand why that meant he was involved. Just because, um, they were in prison together. Because it's like they, it's not like she said, you know, they were in some location together where uh, this crime happened. It. She was saying they were at this place where they couldn't have committed this crime together. That's how they know each other, at a place where they couldn't have committed these crimes. So it's like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bit of a leap. You know, she didn't put him, yeah, she didn't put him with Boyd at the crime. She put him with Boyd, you know, nowhere near the crime. Somewhere else, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a little weird. <laughs> it was weird. But and, she's not thinking straight because she's all... Yeah. Different now. She's all crazy. Yeah, she has <laughs> that, like... We will say, he's different now. <laughs> well, I guess we're all a little different now. <laughs> what is that from? <laughs> That's from Lost. Who says that? I, I know it's from Lost, but... Um, I, I think, I think Kate, Kate says it about oh, Saeed. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> She totally didn't get it. No. <laughs> no. Missed the point. But, uh, um, um, yeah, she's got that whole, like, room with, like, shit on the wall. It was classic, kind of, like, crazy. It was, so, it was straight out of Memento to me. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, but it is classic, you know, vendetta, tracking people down. You know what? You just make a wall collage. Mm-hmm. You have to. Like, you have to get it out in the open and, and put it on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something about the wall. You just... You know you know how, they, you know how technology kind of changes storytelling? And, mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, you, you can't write a story these days with someone who's, like, trapped in the trunk without worrying about if they have a cell phone or not. Right. Uh, and it just makes me think, you know, in 10 or 15 years, you write a story about someone in, in that situation, they might not make a wall collage. They probably have a tablet. You know, they probably have, like, have some, the wall collage. They probably have, like, some digital media collection mm-hmm. that, they, that they're using that's a little bit more effective. Yeah. And I think you'll, you'll see a decline of that kind of, like, 
let's print out a bunch of paper and cut stuff. Like, you know, cutting stuff out of newspapers, like, that's going to decline yeah. in general. So. I know. Who reads really newspapers in, like, newspaper form anymore? I mean, come yeah. on. They're all dying. I mean, people are <laughs> I think dying. Birds and hamsters. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's really sad in a way. <laughs> Searing indictment of print media. Um, Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I think there's a visual thing with the wall collage that you lose, mm-hmm. but hey, you know. Well, you know, yeah, you do. You lose something anytime something like that changes your story. Yeah, though. I mean, you lost something you know, with the, think uh, about the. I mean, think about the gun. You know, think about a story where it's possible to have a gun. How does that change what you yeah. do with the story, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, anything's going to change it, but it's um, it's just interesting to kind of see something, a little a little uh, facet of, of storytelling uh, that will probably look a little bit different in the future. Yeah, definitely. It's, it is kind of old school because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they do, they do at least have Dexter doing most of his stuff on the computer. He is always, you know, this guy, anything that's really going to bring Dexter down, honestly, is, <laughs> should really be tied to his hacking. Yeah. He hacks into everybody's everything. <laughs> I just, I just don't believe he's, you know, the world's best hacker where he's not leaving any faces. I think yeah. no one's looking, you know, just no one's looking yet. Absolutely, and, yeah. And yeah, he, he just, he just sees all and everything. I mean, and he, and he uses his personal computer. So, if, mm-hmm. you know, if anyone, anyone found out, like, okay, why are you, you know, tracking down people who end up dead, right, uh, on your personal computer, you know, stuff like that? It's like, uh, all right, Dexter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That definitely seems like. A dangerous thing. When he when he hacked the like truck rental company website mm-hmm. to get Boyd information, I was like, okay, guys, okay. <laughs> he hacked into their website, which somehow connects to the internal database of users. All right, well, of customers. All right, guys. In thirty seconds. Yeah, it's weird. I, I hadn't really noticed, but yeah, I guess Dexter is at least like an amateur hacker. <laughs> He's more than amateur. <laughs> That's really weird. Well, I only say amateur because it's not his job. But <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, he's pretty proficient, and, yeah, it, it didn't really occur to me that was a skill of his. I mean, there really what, hasn't been a basis for why he's good at that. No, I mean, they, they, they kind of insinuate he's technically inclined, obviously, but they, they never say he's this computer genius. But what's really funny in contrast is that, that scene where Dexter uh, comes, he brings uh, the baby uh, to work as a distraction mm-hmm. so he can go check up on the record oh, uh, yeah. research that the computer does. And so Quinn comes in all suspicious and Dexter leaves, and Quinn co- goes up to his computer and presses like a button or two, seemingly expecting everything Dexter was working on to just pop up. Yes. And I kind of just blame the actor for, like, not really, you know, making that seem plausible that, okay, what do you do when someone just left the computer and you want to go see what they did? He presses one button and goes and shrugs his shoulders. Yeah. Just thinking, like, wow, Quinn, uh, you know, a screensaver with a password would have prevented him from doing anything. <laughs> you know, then you have Dexter who's, you know, hacking hacking into federal and state websites from his home computer, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I could sort of buy Quinn being a little bit 
like clueless about that. But I, I guess uh, that's yeah, the I stretch. Could tell it, by, it was just it was like, well, why even go over there if you know that all you have in your arsenal is to press a couple, you know, <laughs> is to see is to press a button or two and see if whatever he was working on would come up or you know. Yeah. It was, just, it was just it was sort of really just a weird shot and the action. It was, it was just strange to see him to see Dexter leave and he immediately goes and presses one or two buttons and goes, oh. I can't get anything dead in. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there was that other thing where he, uh, I guess he steals some, some antibiotics. He steals some antibiotics for Lumen out of uh, Masuga's yeah. medicine cabinet. Yeah. From Masuga's medicine cabinet. And then Quinn finds out about it and he, you know, suspects Dexter and, I don't know, Masuga just sort of shrugs it off and it's... Um, it's I thought it was the other way around. I thought... I Well... Oh, yeah, he did. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess he suspects Dexter, but not for real. He just says Dexter was back there, I think. Yeah, yeah. But he kind of seems like he shrugs off the whole thing because he's like, because then, because he, you know, because Masuka suggests that uh, Quinn stole it, and he was like, did he have to defend himself from doing it? So he's like, yeah. Yeah, and then it becomes about sleeping with Deb, so. Right. Um, It was weird because the whole setup was Dexter stealing that stuff, Mm -hmm. and Harry was there saying, you shouldn't steal it, and, and Dexter was like, He's not going to notice. <laughs> yeah. But, but at the same time, he says he's not going to notice. He calls him a hypochondriac, mm-hmm. which, you know, sort of notorious for noticing uh, details. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> he was probably obsessed with the number of bottles that, that he <laughs> exactly. had left. It was just, it's so weird. It's like, yeah, someone who has OCD and, you know, they count all the, uh, you know, plates they have, and mm-hmm. he goes, I'm going to borrow a plate. They won't notice. He's a, He's got OCD. He won't notice his plate <laughs> missing. <laughs> yeah, it definitely sounds like bad, you know, bad plan. Yeah, I, I think, yeah. I think in general, like, Dexter, he almost, he almost is starting to remind me of Flash Sideways Saeed. Like, in, yes. I, in the I really think this season, I really think this season has been a bit about Dexter making the wrong choices and not being on the top of his game. Yeah. Like, last season had a lot of that, too. But yeah. I just, I remember how smooth he was in the first season. Like, every detail was covered, and mm-hmm. he was just an efficient, like, killing machine. He he you got know, his work done. I think he actually, he actually did a better job of coming off as, you know, as a fully functioning human being in the early days now. Like, mm-hmm. he, doesn't even, he doesn't really even make the motions of small talk or to pretend to smile or, or to yeah. even fake an emotion. Like, if he's not feeling it, he's not going to... Sh- He's not going to show it, like yeah, you know, even if even if it makes you suspicious of him, like he doesn't care. And a lot of that has to do, of course, with the Rita stuff. But in general, it just seems right. like he's got too much other stuff going on to really do the the finer details of, um, you know, dotting his eyes and crossing his T's and uh, right. and sort of presenting that uh, that facade that he was good at earlier on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. So I guess that part's crumbling too. So it's like I, it's it's weird to see like he really hasn't he really hasn't done anything very well this season at all. Like it's he's just sort of I don't know making a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, you know I, I it's I don't know I I'm surprised he's not being more careful. 
It seems like he forgot. He's forgetting. It's like he's not yeah. even on his checklist anymore. Yeah. Uh, it's which is strange. Yeah. Yeah. And in the last episode, Harry was there to remind him. You know, the first rule is don't get caught and all that stuff. Uh, but he's but one of those rules needs to be, be you know be careful. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, details matter. Mm-hmm. It, it it just seems like yeah oh man he was on the verge of killing the guy with the ankle bracelet and it's like oh mm-hmm. shit <laughs> that's really bad and then the guy yeah, in the bathroom it. like I'm still not over that I know the show is but like <laughs> you know I really thought they were gonna come back to that because they they mentioned you know I think Harry mentions that incident he did mention it yeah but. You know, and, and he, they have, I think he did say, you know, Dexter, you should have done that after when he did it. He was like, yeah, way to go, Dexter. Yeah, that shows you're human or that's the most <laughs> human thing you've done. Like, Yeah. It's like, what? Okay. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, it was a good moment, but, like, I just, I don't know. I feel like they failed to capitalize on it or failed to do anything with it. it I honestly feel like they should have. Uh, because honestly, I was actually watching a little uh, behind-the-scenes thing with uh, one of the producers, Chip uh, Johansson or something mm-hmm. like that. I'm sure you've all seen his long name on the credits. Indeed. Um, and uh, he was he was basically saying, he framed that scene uh, as basically, you know, of course, Dexter's way of grieving and getting emotion out. Of course, that's what it was about. Yeah. But it seems like that's all it was about. Mm-hmm. So it seems like, you know, they felt like that was his way of, you know, of, of coping. And that does obviously make him decide not to run away and go right. back and all that stuff. Um, but it just seems like it would have been a little bit more impactful if Boyd was that for him. If somehow they could have, like, truncated the storylines and made Boyd the person. You know, maybe, you know, maybe... Uh, It'd be it'd be a little bit different story, but you know he he runs he sees a boy you know runs into Boyd at the boat station and sees the blood or something and then you know you know something like that where like Boyd is his first victim afterwards because the Boyd thing kind of seemed redundant, you know yeah well and, and that's the thing I guess either either one one of the two is redundant to me and I think that's why the first one seemed you know kind of you know had less to you know there was less story going on there so. It was kind of more frivolous um, and an impulse, and it seems like it would have it would have been better if, like, you know, Dexter was like, "Okay, I need a kill to get over my grief for my wife or something," and then that leads him to Boyd instead of this little detour guy who they forget about. Right. In the I bathroom. Mean, like I, I like the idea of oh, like the idea sounds bad, but I, I like the idea of I'll just go with it, Dexter, like impulsively like messily brutally just murdering someone in a in a moment like because it's so you know it's so seemingly out of character for him like he never does anything like that and and so it it Mm -hmm. it 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 works like emotionally for that to be his way of grieving like you said like it 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 actually brings this out of him such an uncharacteristic behavior like turning him into this you know monster like in a way um uh, Turning the, the serial killer into a monster? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he lets out that gr- that growl. Like it was it was a good moment, and I like that they're sort of throwing something kind of unorthodox in our face. Like you know, Boyd is sort of totally justified, fits the mo, and like it doesn't really have that 
that edge to it where it's like he's he's so far gone he's just killing this guy who didn't do anything at all i like the idea but it just feels like they didn't have the follow through mm-hmm. you know they don't really do anything with it they just let the moment pass and that's it i guess i would have maybe wanted to see i mean i i like it too for the reasons you identified but uh i i think i would have really liked to see it might not have been as good but just sort of hypothetically see you know basically you you take out of the boat uh, the boathouse killing, and you have Dexter, you know, sort of trying to figure out, out a way to release his emotion and grieve, and and you know, and he, you know, so, something where like that leads him into finding, like realizing, okay, he needs to do this kill, and then he finds Boyd to do the kill, and that's what, because it's like he's already over Rita by the time he gets to Boyd. You know yeah. what I mean? And I kind of would rather, since they spent more time with Boyd, and, and Boyd leads directly into the main plot of the season for that storyline, main part of that storyline. I don't know, I just seem like it would have been a, a little neater to to have that uh, to have those things kind of tied together. But especially considering that they're not emphasizing his little outburst killing. Right. And they're kind of sweeping it on the rug. And it kind of just seemed weird that Harry, you know, like we said before, Harry's like, that's the most human thing you ever done. And then, like, two episodes later, he's like, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, well, and, of course, Harry can say different things because he's Dexter. But right. it's just like, which one is it, guys? You know? Yeah, it makes Harry seem, like, inconsistent. <laughs> yeah. What is it? What is, what's the deal, Harry? Yeah, and I don't think your conscience should change. Yeah. <laughs> that you're, if that's your moral compass and it's not always pointing north and you're having a problem. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. That's weird. That's very weird. It just seems like that had potential, but I, I think, I think you're right. Like, it, it would be more efficient and and cleaner writing to just tie it into the thing that matters. Because I, I like the idea of him having a big outburst like that, but maybe, but I mean, you know, killing is what he always does when yeah. he needs when he needs to fulfill an emotion, fulfill that emotional need. So it's kind of right. like. Can he do something else? What, what else? What else can he do? <laughs> you know. Yeah. But it's better. It's Dexter. It's about a serial killer, so he's gonna kill and then right. growl and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We can all forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just strange to me to, to to, to do it, but but then to try to forget about it. I I just it's just strange mm-hmm. to me that they think that's that's gonna well, work. And honestly, if that's the most human thing he's ever done or that he's seen him do, um, he should be encouraging him to do more spontaneous things like that. More yeah. like, okay, Dexter, you feel this way at this particular moment, then you should act out in it. Just no, act it, just seems it. Like, it seems like Harry should be always convincing Dexter to do the most civil and the most sort of morally correct things given the situation. Yeah. And, I, and it just seems like, Telling him, you know, giving validity to him, killing someone who's an innocent and cold blood without thinking it through, without doing any of the Harry Code stuff. Yeah. Validating that in one instance is just weird, you know. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, it feels like the show, the writers didn't, didn't really think it would have that effect based on the way they've handled it. Well, you know, or maybe even a little line that, you know, maybe, hey, deleted scene, right? <laughs> or the line that Harry says. I forgot there like, were deleted scenes. Yeah, maybe it's a deleted thing. Well, Harry tells him, you know, that's the most uh, human thing I've seen you do. 
but you realize you shouldn't have done that, right? Cause yeah. Of, you know, because of blah, 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 blah. You just got, you know, the same stuff he would normally say, you're right. in the mess now, blah, blah, blah. But it, it seems like without having that, those two things at the same time, you're just left with him validating it. So, right. You know. Yeah. Yeah, basically saying, like, oh, that was healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want more, guys? Yeah. That's like, how Dexter's is going to become better, is to do more spontaneous killings? Yeah, um, yeah. No. Like, can Harry really think that? I mean, it's just, yeah. It's a weird moment. Mm-hmm. I Like, I buy it on a level, but I agree. It should have been It should have been clarified, like, what exactly was good about it and what was bad about it. Yeah. And and they just didn't handle it right. It's it's like they had a they had a skeleton of a good idea, and they just didn't quite they didn't quite pull it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another little thing that that kind of irks me in that episode that that, that second episode is uh, um, after the boat scene, after Dexter kills the guy, you know he go he shows up at Rita's funeral. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course he was bloody, uh, so he had to change clothes. He just showed oh up no, not clothes. the clothes! Yeah. <laughs> what right. really irks me is that he didn't put on a suit to come right. to his wife's funeral. Yeah. And and again, I think it goes back to that idea of Dexter not uh, being, you know, the details uh, being high on his list like they used to be. Yeah. Because since the FBI is there, he did miss a big meeting because they, you know. They don't think he killed his wife, but <laughs> you know, if he gives them cause to think it, uh, they will. Right. And uh, it's just, you know, he missed that big meeting that day. He, he was running away, and it seems like to me, you would want to show him realizing what he's got to do, be the grieving husband, put on that face, and actually mean it because he does mean it because he just had this emotional release. He just connected with his emotions, but put on the suit, <laughs> show yeah. up. And show that you and you know and basically you know throw someone like Quinn off the trail, and I, it was just weird to me that the writers didn't have him do that since they specifically had him change clothes. Yes. Why not have him change clothes into a suit, and then I wouldn't have this diatribe. So. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. That's weird. I mean, no one really comments on it, so it seems like it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. Nobody but... cares. Yeah. Only me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't actually notice, but it, it, it's definitely, it's definitely something they should have done. To me, he just stood out like a sore thumb, being the only one at a funeral. Even the FBI agents, of course, had suits on. Well, yeah. And you, you just don't, you know, I mean, you just usually see people at funerals with suits, especially if you're the spouse of the dead person. So. Yeah. When he showed up, I just I I just thought that that would have clicked in his head to be like, oh my god, what I'm doing? I'm running away. I just killed this guy. No, no, no. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna do all the stuff I haven't been doing, which is, you know, getting the details right. And he sort of didn't, and still kind of hasn't. So. Right. Right. <laughs> and I love how every time Deb walks into the room, he's looking at something he should be looking at, and he always just clicks that button. With mm-hmm. this, but I always think, like, sometimes, actually, you should be a little more subtle about that, you know. Don't click it as soon as she walks into the room. Right. You know, wait, like, four seconds one time. Wait, you know, she's not instantly going to see what's on there just because she's in the room. Yeah, and it just seems very suspicious when you're yeah. always, like, <laughs> you seem to be looking at something, and then when, every time she walks in the room, there's nothing yeah. on the screen anymore. Every, yeah, every time you walk in the room, you click a button, and you recline back in your seat, and then, like, there's nothing on your screen, and you're like, what? Like, no. 
Yeah, it's 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 hard to believe he wasn't looking at anything. And why can I? Why do you never leave up what you're looking at? Mm-hmm. Like she she really should notice that at some point. I agree. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's classic. Because there's nothing wrong with being on your computer, so it just seems like to me like he could, you know, subtly just close what he's, you know, doing and, and, and you know, sort of pretend to keep working, not just like right. as soon as she walks in, he closes it and he's done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's that just screams like, I'm looking at something I don't want you to see. Yeah. When, as you said, like he he has work excuses. I mean, he has reasons to be on a computer, so. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't have to behave that way, but yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, well, anything else? What else is going on in these episodes? Um, what are the main stuff. Yeah, yeah. Did we miss anything? So, oh, well, I'll just ask. What do you think about the scratching subplot? First blood, you mean? Yeah. I think that's why it's called first blood, right? I that think so. Maybe that and Lumen's whole thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think both, yeah. And and that Rambo cameo. And <laughs> I they must have cut that out of my version. I thought. Oh, uh, deleted scene. Deleted okay, scene. Del- yeah, deleted. You, you saw the East Coast version, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> the West Coast re uh, rebroadcast had the Rambo scene. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm just kidding in case anyone goes out there looking for that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find this. Did you West Coast version? Um, I mean, you know, they, I was kind of happy when uh, the last episode, uh, when um, the psychologist told Dexter, you know, you got nothing to worry about. Uh, the baby didn't probably didn't register any of, you know, Rita's death and any of that stuff. And, uh, you know, he's so young and he should be fine. And I'm like, okay, drop it. <laughs> yeah. But apparently they're not dropping it and they're going to make a whole deal about is he or isn't he affected uh, yeah. by by what happened. So it's, you know, I, I don't care that much, you know. I mean, Harrison is barely a character to that extent, you know. To that extent, so it's, <laughs> well, he it's doesn't part, talk, so it's yeah, kind of... Yeah. He's like Don Draper. He's so impenetrable. I just don't know what he's thinking <laughs> unless he's, you know, spitting up on something. Um, just like Don Draper. Um, <laughs> I love comparing Don Draper to a baby. I don't know. Hey, I don't know who's more insulted. They're both impulsive. Uh, they both like to drink. Yeah. <laughs> That baby's a drinker. <laughs> um, well, ba- basically, like, I was going to ask, like, what your – it was weird. Like, it's just a weird little plot line, you know. He's mm-hmm. he's worried, of course. Again, like, basically, whatever that psychologist lady told him, like, it, it didn't reassure him. He's still worried about no. it. So, like you said, yeah, they're not dropping it. I agree they could, but they're not. Um, so, you know, he goes to this, like – Playtime with kids thing. I don't know what it is exactly. They go under a, they go under a big sheet and mm-hmm. play around. I don't know what kids do, but have you never done that? No. What, what I remember doing that, that element, I remember doing that in elementary school. It's nothing. It's just a big. Uh, it's what it is. It's, it's just a big 
piece of fabric, colored fabric. You just you go party of, under a piece of, like, well, play you, under fabric? I think in like, games you play, like, uh, you know how they were kind of, like, making it come down on them, and, you know, maybe you can run in and out of it when it's falling, like a London bridge falling down. But okay. There's, there's little, like, kinder, kinder games you play, but it's just, a, it's just a thing. Yeah, it's just a place, a preschool kind of thing that you do with a group of kids. Uh, okay. I, 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 yeah, it didn't stand out as weird to me because I've done that. I mean, I saw that thing and I'm like, oh, okay. I remember that. That was fun. <laughs> I Maybe I did it, but I, I don't remember it at all. It seemed weird to me. Like, yeah. you just like throw a piece of cloth around and play under it? Like, okay, whatever. I I guess. I mean... I mean, that's what kids do, right? They make forts out of boxes and pillows. They're sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, it's fine. I didn't, like, think it was completely ridiculous. I just... It's not something I'm familiar with, at least. It's, yeah. It's kind of like a... It's like a trampoline, but you sit under it, and it's a fabric. It <laughs> <laughs> seems like that's losing the... The good part of the trampoline. <laughs> Did I not pitch it right? Maybe I need to find a better pitch. <laughs> I think you should. Yeah. So, so he goes to this thing. It's, I guess, some kind of thing with Dexter, like trying to, you know, get the kid to go play. And, you know, I mean, he's just kind of at home most of the time. So, and something for him to do with the kid, I guess. And and so one of the kids gets scratched, and uh, and he he comes to this back that you know that he, that he did it. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, uh, and then they sort of, they sort of get you to believe that he didn't do it, you know, um, or at least maybe he didn't do it. Um, but then the punchline is like, he scratches Dexter's face mm-hmm. at the end. So then it's like, oh, okay, maybe he did do it. But it's, but then on the other hand, it's like, they, they have, you know, someone says something about like, you know, just, I mean, just cause he's even if he scratches someone, that doesn't mean, you know, he's going to turn into a serial killer. I mean, you know. Yeah, the psychologist said that the kids display violent behavior, but it's just them releasing energy. It's nothing to be yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah, like you can, you, can, you can have that going on without it necessarily being a sign of, you know, being sociopathic. So it, it doesn't necessarily mean anything, but I just thought it was weird, like, to, you know, end it on that note. I mean, I do feel like, you know, the only way they're going to, if they're going to go with it, the only way they're going to go with it is that he is like Dexter. Well, you know, and I think I think they're going to play with us on whether or not uh, he was affected by Rita's death like Dexter was, but I think what more importantly, he's going to be affected by Dexter. <laughs> yes. You know, um, so I think that's really what he has to, Dexter has to worry about is his own influence more than what Trinity had uh, to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they're going to go in that direction regardless, you know. So I think that's the thing. Like they they're going to play with okay, is is that the cause of Harrison uh, going down the dark side? But I think the question is really going to be, you know, what is Dexter's role in that? So, uh, but yeah, yeah. it's kind of weird for 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 them to go. Oh no, he didn't do it, and then he scratches Dexter at the end, and it's they kind of play it jokey, like. Ooh, look at that! He did it! Ha ha! Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it was weird. They do, yeah. They play it like it's like for a laugh a little bit, and but the implications seem kind of dark for it to just be a silly thing, mm-hmm. you know. And you're right. I mean, he did bring like he brought uh, what's the kid's name? Harrison. Harrison. Yeah, he brought Harrison along uh, when he was looking at the the blood in the truck. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and he's like talking to him about it, and you know he'll sit him in front of the computer and tell him stuff, and you know there. Yeah, while well, he's researching criminals, Harrison's sitting there in his lab. You know, yeah. If he's, I mean, obviously, you know, he's doing that now, but it's like, I, you know, given who Dexter is and how he lives, he's, you know, lived his life on the show so far, there's just going to be things that happen that the kid's going to be is exposed to, you know. Yeah. Oh, hey, Dad, why didn't you come to my baseball game? Oh, I was busy killing somebody. Or, you know, one night, yeah, one night, you know, he he, he wonders why Dexter isn't home, so he goes out looking for any problems. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, something's going to happen. Dexter's going to slip up. Something's going to happen eventually where, it, you know, that's, that it's all going to come to a head sooner or later, so... And it's also like he's he's talking to the kid very openly now, and of course, I mean, I don't think he really knows what Dexter's telling him, but you know, it's like what? <laughs> but when his first word is, is, is "dark passenger," it's uh, <laughs> it's gonna be weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, at what point is he gonna stop being so open with the kid? You know, how is he gonna decide when the kid actually is processing some of this? You know, mm-hmm. and kids are sponges. I mean, they. I they, think it's yeah. I think probably around the time the kid can start repeating stuff, Dexter will stop saying stuff to him. Yeah, yeah. But that'll that. be you know past the point that the kid is understanding. What well, yeah. He's saying so, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Because there's there's a, a certain amount of comprehension that precedes the the ability to yeah. express it. So, I mean, I, yeah, it just, it seems like, it seems like a weird thing to do for a kid, especially if you're worried about them, like turning into someone like you. Mm-hmm. It seems like he would want to. Those scenes where he's talking to Harrison would have been voiceover, you know, it would have been different lines and it would have been voiceover. Yeah. If Harrison wasn't around. So I think it was just them having a way of him talking to, you know, his father-son bonding. Yeah. <laughs> it's bring your baby to work day. Uh, and Dexter's a serial killer. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think that's kind of how they, they kind of, how, how it plays. But, uh, you know, sort of in the long run, you're right. It's, you know, Dexter has to worry about what's, you know, what's going on with his interactions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, since he seems, you know, fixated on this, issue of how this kid's going to turn out compared to him and just I don't know it seems like he's not really concerned about those things but you're right it is a bit of a uh, exposition contrivance just to you know do it that way instead of voiceover I mean I yeah and you, you know I think you could also make an argument you know if Dexter was a different kind of character uh psychologically you, you might suspect he would never bring Harrison near any of that stuff he would be so worried yeah. That he would uh, influence him negatively, that he would never bring him around any of that stuff. And, yeah. And, and that that would be his major concern, you know. Yeah. And, but no, not for this next. <laughs> no, he seems to think it's just, like you said, father-son bonding. Like, mm-hmm. you know, hey, you know, come with daddy and see what he does. I mean, when is the, when is the episode, or when, does it, when is the first time that Dexter's in the middle of a kill of the week, Mm-hmm. And he has no sitter. Yeah. And Harrison has to be there. <laughs> yeah. You know, covered in plastic in the corner, but seeing his dad kill somebody nevertheless, you know. Yeah. 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 There's no way that's not going to happen. <laughs> no I mean, way. whether they decide to do it on the show or not, I mean, that, that would happen at some point. Yeah. You know, and probably will be on the show, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I can see them doing it. Oh yeah, and and then it's like okay, you're really you know that's that's kind of crossing the line. I think if you're actually bringing the kid on a on a kill, 
Mm-hmm. You know. Like, well, this show doesn't cross lines, so you know, <laughs> we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> good point. Good point. I forgot. No line crossing at all. Dexter, safe family entertainment. Yes. <laughs> Daddy, when I grow up, I want to be a serial killer. <laughs> And a blood splatter expert. <laughs> Ambitious. I like that. Yeah, totally. Double major. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, this season, you know, I'm I'm into this season. It's uh it's pretty good. It's it's not you know, I think there is something missing, like uh to come full circle to where we sort of started here. Yeah. <laughs> And um Yeah, it feels a little bit a little bit lacking in substance, like a little bit m- missing a certain component that that would make mm-hmm. it m- more compelling. I think it's Dexter. I really think it's I think I think the sparkle that he had is gone because uh, I think there is something to see him having the attention to detail, to see him um being able to talk himself out of situations and being sort of that like, you know, smooth guy that he was before i think i think that's definitely missing you know i think that the he's he's a little bit more boring in a way you know because he's um you know mainly he's just dealing with you know the first part of dealing with the grief and uh you know he's just less energetic he's less uh his personality is kind of shrunk i think um you know most of his time so far has been was, was dealing with rita dealing with baby and now dealing with Lumen, you know. So um, it's I, I think something in that area is what I think is missing. You know, there's something about Dexter that's not the same this season. So Yeah, I, I don't think that's it for me. I think I'm okay with where Dexter is. I agree he's not the same as he used to be, but I'm, I'm finding his current state entertaining. I, I actually like the Dexter-centric parts. I think for me it's the larger plot that is failing for me. Mm-hmm. It, it feels, you know, the, the Lumen storyline maybe will go somewhere interesting, but so far to me it's not, it doesn't have the, the, the interest that the main plots had in previous seasons. Yeah. Um, and, and then the Santa Muerte thing, as I said, also doesn't have enough weight. It just feels like all the main plots aren't dragging me along. I, I for me, the character is okay. I, I, he's, he's not like he used to be, but I, I can live with that. Um, well, that's what, I think you kind of you sort of saying a different version of my point is that, you know, Dexter is not interacting with those plot lines like he used to, you know, yeah. like I think, I think, you know, him in the Lumen plot lines, not, not as interesting is I think, you know, this point, you know, something like, uh, him in, uh, 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 Jimmy Smith, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, or, or even Lila at the beginning, yeah. You know? So I think I think that's and part Trinity. of it. I think it's I think it's what Dexter is or isn't bringing to you know his current his uh, psychological state. It's sort of different. And I think that's sort of affecting how. I mean, obviously, it's not a it's not the reason that these some of these storylines aren't isn't sort of more interesting plot wise. But I think in terms of what he brings, you know, to those uh, plots when he's when he's uh, when he's in them, I think is, I don't know, not not as interesting. Um, yeah. You know, I think I think the Dexter and Lumen thing should be off. It should be, you know, 
thrilling or something, but it's, yes. it's, it's interesting enough. I'm watching it. I, yeah, it's not horrible um, at all. It's it's working. Yeah. It's just it. it I, I guess you know it's just suffering by comparison to like you said previous stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. the the Jimmy Smith Dexter stuff felt stronger, and the Trinity Dexter stuff definitely, and the Lila Dexter stuff, and the Ice Truck Killer Dexter stuff. All that just it 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 had this. Uh, compelling quality where you just wanted to know what was going to happen next, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I'm just not, I'm not feeling that yet, I guess because I really don't know where this is going, like I think next episode they're going to have something like that where it's going to boom, here's what the, is at stake for the season yeah, you know, they're going to they're going to give us the next big chunk of story that, that's going to make us question like what the rest of the season is going to look like, I mean they kind of have to yeah yeah, I agree. I'm just surprised, like, it's not totally clear yet. But I guess so far they've mostly just been setting up mm-hmm. and, and you know, getting getting the storylines going. I mean, it took, a, it took a while to even just get him to meet her. Yeah. You know, that wasn't until, you know, the end of episode three. And, and then from there it's a while before, you know, we even get anything out of her because she's just, you know, a mess, basically. You know what was weird? Uh, I wanted to bring up. You you mentioned uh, maybe off podcast uh, the little uh, discrepancy that Masuka says. You know, it's, it's 2010. Who smokes anymore? Oh yeah. And and sort of timeline wise, it still should be 2009 on the show. Yeah. Uh, that whole thing, that whole thing was weird to me because you know that that's the first part of the episode. Yeah, he says that in the beginning of the episode, uh, or first, and then. You know, he says, who smokes? And then later, when Dexter goes to the motel where Lupin was staying, the lady is smoking a cigarette, the lady behind the counter smoking a cigarette, you know, next to the baby, next to Harrison. And so I'm like, that's weird. You said, like, nobody smokes. And here's a, this, this lady sort of just, like, blatantly smoking. And then, of course, Dexter makes a comment, oh, sorry, Harrison, I exposed you to your first, you know, smoke. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so weird for him to just be like, oops, and I'm like, you're a serial killer, Dexter. You should be way more careful. Cause, oops, I taught you how to kill people without getting caught. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that is a um, good oops. <laughs> but I just, it was just weird to me that they, that they set up this idea, this joke, really, this one-off joke mm-hmm. that nobody smokes Throw anymore. Throw a line, basically. Throw a line, and then they come back and they show this character who's, who do it, her, who's really sort of defined by being a smoker, honestly. Yeah. Because the next time we see her in the last episode, uh, when Dexter shows up and she says Lumen Lumen went to, you know, the the bridge place where the uh, the bad people are, she's smoking again. I, I don't know. It, maybe it means <laughs> nothing, but it's just weird to to say like it's two thousand ten, nobody wears purple shirts anymore and then there everyone's wearing a purple shirt or something. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I mean, I didn't notice at all, but that that is weird. <laughs> because you know, you you just you know, again, the, what I like about the 2010 joke is it's it's somewhat true, but it, of course it's a joke. So you know, the, the large implications is funny that you know it's hard to find smokers because there's a whole anti-smoking campaign, blah blah blah. Yeah, culturally, but. Um, so, so it's just weird to see someone smoking next to a baby because you sort of know that's not good, right. especially for a baby. And so, to, and so it's just weird when they frame that scene. I'm like, she's smoking next to a baby, and they just had a joke where they said nobody smokes. Like, huh? Because if he, you know, if she wasn't smoking next to the baby, 
you know, then then I it wouldn't it wouldn't have been so blatant to me that they seem to be saying something. Yeah, you know, they're, they're putting it in a context where it stands out, and they made it. You know, he makes a comment about it, like right. You know, so I don't know. That was weird to me. That is weird. I don't know. Does anyone else? Can you name another character who smoked on the show? I don't <laughs> think so. Smoking recently? Yeah. No. I mean, as as Asuka said, I mean, you, you don't you just don't see smoking that much these days. From mm-hmm. you know, I mean, in life and you know, on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's you see unless you watch Mad Men or something. Exactly, you know, and that's the thing. They smoke around the baby, and it's like, oh no, you shouldn't do that. But it's the '60s, so you can. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't care. Everybody smokes. It's no big deal. Yeah. So it, it so, makes sense there, and and really, they're doing it to emphasize how different it was. Mm-hmm. You know, so you just yeah. I but I didn't. I don't even remember that being a thing with the baby. I guess, I don't know. I was focused on something else. I forgot, like, he told her she was his wife. I guess that's why he says that to her yeah. when he goes back to the hotel. I, exactly. I, I didn't even remember that was the same character. Yeah. That, I'm that's a bad viewer. Weird because the next time we see her, she's in a different, you know, she's outside instead of inside. But what is she doing? She's smoking. Yeah. And it was just weird to me. It's, so, you know, they could have shown her a second time and have her not smoke, and no yeah. one would have been said anything. But it's weird that... Every time we see her, she's you know she's a smoking lady at the hotel. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. I mean, as little as we get of her, that's her thing. She's smoking. Yeah, lady. that's that's what's so weird. Like that's her thing. Right. Anyway, as you can see, I like to pick out details. You do. You're all about the details. Yep, I'm the you're not. Dexter. You're not flipping up. No. If I was a serial killer, you would not catch me. <laughs> You're still catching things. Like, details, I think I only notice details when they really bother me, and I guess that one didn't, I, that one didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. I would say I notice details when they bother me, too. I know. <laughs> I, I guess <laughs> details bother you more. Yeah, more often. No, it, it definitely, it definitely bothers. Well, it, yeah, especially when it's, uh, I, I don't understand, you know, why certain things are like, are happening. Right, right. But you don't make a joke about smoking in 2010 and have characters smoke around a baby. I'm sorry, you don't. No, yeah, that is weird. That is weird. I mean, they did at least have Dexter say something about it, so. Well, that makes it worse, though, I think, because that makes it seem like, well, they know that in the scene where he's with the baby and the lady smoking that, that that's a thing. Like, it it validates that that is but they that they are conscious of that and are even going for that for the scene. They're intentionally, yeah, they're it's intentionally not just, doing that. So that it's makes not just an joke, afterthought. That makes, makes Masuka's joke weightier. Yeah, you know that to me it kind of elevates this idea that they're saying something about smoking. So yes, I don't know. I can see that because <laughs> if, if he didn't say anything, I'd be like, well, Masuka made a joke and the lady smoking, but nobody said anything about it, so whatever. But right. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, you got a point. Um, Purple shirts, wear a suit to a funeral, and mm-hmm. quit showing smokers after you make smoking comments. Exactly, it's all I ask. <laughs> and we have a perfect show. There we go, boom. Boom, perfect show. How to fix Dexter. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't want to overemphasize, like, 
how much I have a problem with it. Really, for me, it's just it's just that um, I was more excited about previous seasons. I, I I still really like it. I'm still pretty much on board for everything. I mean, I mm-hmm. I'm not anywhere close to like being totally frustrated with the show. It's it's good enough. It's just oh yeah. It's just, I I guess, um, I feel like at this point in previous seasons, we were further along in the story and it was more compelling. And I just, I'm ready for, I'm ready for something to really spark my interest in that way. Well, I'd I'd like to say maybe the ending is going to be a lot more riveting and better or something, uh, the the last part of the season. Um, Yeah. But uh, I I, I am concerned that they won't be able to top last season's finale, though. That's tough, yeah. Last season's finale, oh, man. Yeah. I mean, none of the other finales topped that, so. No. You know. Wait, wait, wait. What about the one where he goes to kill, uh, uh, to kill Layla in Paris. What's that riveting? <laughs> Please don't bring that up. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. Oh man. He went to Paris just to kill her. <laughs> God, what did he do with the body in Paris? <sighs> that that's just weird. Like he didn't know the area. Like how did he even pull that off? That's just oh man. <laughs> I almost feel like that wasn't Dexter. It was the French version. Dexter. Yeah. They... <laughs> it's this French doppelganger. Yeah, it just, I don't know. It just seems excessive that he tracks her down to France and kills her over there. I don't know. He doesn't have, he bought, how did he get his equipment? Did he buy tools over there? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. None of that bothered me before. Well, but. yeah, right? Because he he had that little, that M99 sedative, right? Yeah. Did he, did he use it? Because, I mean, how is he going to get that on a plane? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. And he's certainly not going to be able to procure any over there. I won't buy that for a second. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he doesn't have access to the, to the uh, police stuff like he does in yeah. Miami. So, I mean, he can get a knife and stuff and plastic, but... I don't know. And he doesn't know, like, how will he know where to dump the body? He doesn't have his boat. Like, it just, I don't know. None of that ever bothered me, but now it does. Well, it does. Season 2, worst finale of the show so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No question. That was a mess. Season 2 had a lot of good parts, but, man, that finale was a mess. I'm going to burn you, Dexter. I'm going to burn you and the children. <laughs> I'm the kitty too. You know, if that yeah. were a direct quote, it would be okay. <laughs> exactly. That was just. You're uh, gonna want my paintings. I'm gonna burn you. Grouchy <laughs> sounds like. Um, yeah, it's. I don't know. Close enough. Well, I, I, but I, yeah, I don't think there's any way they'll top last season's finale. I just think you know they need to rise to the level of say season three or something. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like they're they're not there yet. Midway through the season, they're not at the end yet. No, <laughs> I know what you mean. Um, yeah, I I think I pretty much agree with your sentiments about this season so far. I mean, it's. 
I'm I'm still on board. Um, I think I think there's a little X factor missing, a little sparkle. Um, yeah, definitely. A little pizzazz, <laughs> a little je ne sais quoi, maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, but honestly, I think once we figure out what's up with the Santa Muerte storyline. Mm-hmm. And what what the what Lumen's gonna do in the long run? I mean, I guess at the end of the season she's gonna go home, right? Uh, yeah. Or do you think she's dead? Either that or die. I mean, it's it's one or the other. I I can see it going either way. It depends on where her storyline goes. Which one is more likely? I, I at this point I don't know. Yeah, I think she's not gonna die. Something tells me she's not gonna die. Okay. I think she'll. I think she'll end up working out her problems. Dex will help her work out her problems, and then she'll she'll go home. Okay. Because I, I think I I I feel like the big, what'll be the big, you know, hopefully what'll be the big, uh, you know, problem at the at the end of the season will be the Santa Marte stuff. Okay. You know, and maybe and maybe Lewin's stuff will just fulfill the the kill of the week stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, he can help her track down people, and they can have character development about right. Being a serial killer, not being a serial killer, and mm-hmm. uh, but but maybe the bigger threat will be from the Santa Muerte stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because I think I think yeah I think once we see where these guys, where, uh, the club that these guys went to, I don't know. The writer in me tells me whoever owns the place is behind it, or oh, okay. you know they're they're gonna find a clue at that place to lead them to who. Because uh, I feel like there's there's, there's, a, there's a smarter, better villain behind what's going on with these guys. I feel yeah, like. you would think so. It seems a little bit lame, just like a couple of guys. And is there even have they said like what the motive? They're just kind of yeah. Killing? I think that's I think that's that's gonna be the big thing is what you know this whole. Uh, uh, voodoo-ish kind of stuff, like, you know, what uh, what's the motive and why this way? You know, why aren't they just regular killers? They're they're doing all this crazy stuff. Yeah, and they showed the one guy with the machete. I mean, it just doesn't seem like he would give a shit about setting up, like, this elaborate, yeah. like, Santa Muerte, mm-hmm. like, you know, set up. Like, who cares? Just kill, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll find out, like, that that those killings were like uh, sacrifices, like the guy who who's their boss. Like I don't know, he demanded some. I don't know. He's into you know I, maybe he's the 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 Santa Morte, you know, priest or something. And, okay, okay, and, yeah. And, you know he's he's had these people go out and. Uh, I mean, obviously it should be more interesting than this, but like you know. I, yeah. I feel like he's the one instructing them to, to, to do that stuff. Yeah, that makes more sense because it just seems so arbitrary right now. Like they're just. They're just like, hey, we want to kill people. Let's just, you know, put some stuff around them. And, and there were a lot. I think they're, you know, they had that, that scene where they were going through the footage of the, the ATM footage of all the victims. Mm-hmm. And they seem like a lot of people. Yeah. We've only seen like two or three killings, I think. And uh, they seem to say they were like almost ten people or at least five or six. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, they're saying there are more than we've seen. Yeah, so I mean that's a lot for yeah. two guys to just be randomly doing for no real reason. So I think there's definitely going to obviously be a, a big reason, but uh, yeah, you're right. That ATM thing makes it seem like there's more to it than they're just mm-hmm. kind of like randomly killing people. Yeah, yeah. No, I think there's a yeah. There there was there's something going on. They all go to the ATM get money. Yeah. Uh, there there's some sort of thing going on there. Yeah. 
yeah, they're panicking like they know something's happening. It's just, I don't know. I, they, they haven't really given us anything to go on so next far. Episode. Yeah, okay, next episode. I'm calling, man. I'm telling you. All your questions will be answered. Okay, <laughs> so, okay. Can't wait. Every I'm ready. question you have ever. Wow. What's the meaning of life? I, I don't know if I want that in episode six. You can they not watch it then? Can they hold it off? Like uh, that's a bit hey, much. If well, they do, what are they going to do for episode seven? Oh, you don't want to know. You know, okay. you don't want to know. Okay. Actually, technically, you should watch episode six to find out what they do in episode seven. <laughs> well, I guess <laughs> so. <laughs> that's weird and confusing, but yeah, okay. Well, uh, anything else you want to uh, talk about so far with this season or characters? Um, is there any big thing we missed? I can't think of anything. I, I, I'll just reiterate. I am glad that they've at least so far dropped the kill of the week thing. Yeah, and I'll reiterate. I, I, I don't miss Rita and the kids. Yeah. I mean I, I didn't have a problem with him there. I just you know, so far I don't I don't mind that he's unencumbered. Uh, to that to the extent that the Rita and the kids are gone. Yeah. He's still got that baby though. Well, I, yeah, I mean it, he's almost worse off because he it's just him and the baby. Yeah. So worse than when Rita and the kids were around. Exactly. But. Yeah, it seemed like even though Rita was somewhat uh, nagging at times, you know, she did take care of a lot of problems for Dexter. Um, I, I, I kind of miss Rita. I, I, I can live without the kids. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think she had, she brought a certain something to the show. I, I, I guess I, I don't totally miss her, but I, I do think the show's different without her. Yeah. It, it you feels know, I'm different. wondering, I'm wondering how long Dexter's actually going to have Harrison. Cause I, I just sense at some point he's going to realize being a single dad serial killer. <laughs> It might be a little dangerous for the baby. Yeah. You know, if he gets involved in these kills, you know, what would have happened if he, you know, when he tries to attack Boyd and then Boyd shoots him with a tranquilizer gun, what would have happened if if Boyd would have taken Dexter's, you know, uh, license information, found out where he lived or used to live, and and targeted him, you know, the same thing that can happen, you know, that's happened before where the killer starts targeting him uh, mm-hmm. last season, of course. Um, so that's the thing. He, you know, he should he should be wary, I think. Um, and, and, you know, I, I always, you know, come up with these things characters should always be doing, but I, I don't want them to do it so much as I want them to at least say it. <laughs> right. Say that they think about it so that I can be like, okay, well, at least you're thinking about the need to, uh, you know, maybe you shouldn't be a serial killer and have a baby at the same time, you know. Yeah. Even if even if he's not going to change or do anything different, at least he's it's a concern that he's thought through. You know. Right. It's the kind of thing that sometimes you just throw in to acknowledge that you know that that's an issue, and so you're yeah. not just you're not just forgetting that he should be thinking about that. Yeah, and you know, in other shows where you you know. Um, you know, in general, you know, there's ways where you can sort of get that to happen, where characters get different perspectives and stuff like that. But uh, you know, like like yeah, and with Dexter, he's the only one who knows what's really going on, so he's the only one who can say, 
hey, maybe you shouldn't be a serial killer and have a baby. You know, Deb could say that if she knew he was a serial killer, but right. she doesn't know that. So it's like he's not he's not going to – I think sometimes you don't get some of these um, ideas on the show because there's no one else to say it but Dexter, and he's not going to say it. Yeah. Because, of course, he's saying other things. But, you know, it, other shows where a character was more inclusive, you could have, you know, uh, other characters come to him and say, well, maybe you shouldn't be doing this or that. Uh, outside yeah. of what Harry, outside of what Harry does, you know. Right. Yeah, that's the closest you get, I guess. But that's really just Dexter, so mm-hmm. you're not going to get any more than Dexter himself. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that's something that that's something that should come up. Hopefully, it will. Yeah. It's it's weird because I guess you know. It was such a clear arc with Dexter, the development of, you know, going from um, just trying to fit in, like, in general as a as a normal person to, okay, I'll, okay I'll, I'll have this relationship with Rita as a as an outgrowth of that, and then that just kind of, you know, grows and grows, and eventually they have a baby, and they have a family, and he's really, like, you know, living mm-hmm. this suburban lifestyle now. It seemed like that... It seemed like that arc was going in a clear direction, and they've just completely dissolved that, you know, except yeah. for the baby. Mm-hmm. You know, the baby's the only thing that that remains from that from that whole development, and so, so in a way, he's back to square one. Yeah. You know, so I guess I guess what I'm saying is I don't really know I don't really know where the character goes from here. You know, besides the inevitable thing with you know season eight or nine or whatever, where where the where he has to you know coach the little kid like Harry did, you know mm-hmm. that that seems like a clear place to go. But like for now, for Dexter, I just I don't really. Well, to yeah, I mean, to a certain degree, he kind of you know. See what was interesting about last season, which was the sort of culmination of you know like you're saying his his growth. Uh, sort of socially and uh, relationship-wise, uh, was the whole you know the whole Trinity thing. The whole can I be a serial killer and have a good family? Yeah. The answer is no. <laughs> Apparently so. Yeah. So you know that's kind of that was kind of what he realized was he you know not only c- couldn't he have it but to the extent that Trinity didn't have it. His family was ruled under an iron fist and they were afraid of him and it wasn't a healthy family. Right. But he can't have it to the extent that Trinity killed his wife and and his, you know, Dexter's own actions, you know, uh, brought havoc, wreaked havoc upon his family. So it's like yeah. a two a two double edged sort of no uh yeah. that you can't be a serial killer and have a family. So it's kinda it kinda makes sense to me that they they had that progression. They, they, you know, they they had him go to the top of the mountain and say, "Can I do this?" And the answer is no. And so now he's going a different path. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what exactly the path is going to be. You know, it, it's it, it's really you know the show is really just you know him trying. It's it, you know reminds me of like an android trying to be human or something. <laughs> That's what it's like. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's it, except he's you know this malfunctioning android that kills people. Right. But, you know, it's like if Data, you know was killing humans or something, but he really wanted to be one, but he couldn't help killing them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I, I, you know, they're going to do more stuff like that with him trying to round out his his uh, his emotional uh, landscape, I, I guess I could say. Um, 
and how that you know how that takes shape depends on who who he meets you know because I you know I want to see what they do with Lumen in terms of you know like a father daughter thing yeah you know yeah. I don't know how much they're going to go on that end of uh, to, uh, in terms of coloring their relationship that way. Um, yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like, what's Dexter going to get out of that relationship? Yeah, yeah, because Lila was, you know, Lila, the first season of Ice Truck Killer was, you know, biological brother realizing he's the killer, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, you know, Lila was the the, the um, romantic confidant he could share a secret with. Yeah. Uh, uh, Prado was the, you know, brother, uh, family member he could share a secret with yeah. here. You know, yeah. Um, and so, you know, now you have Lumen, who is sort of, you know, not really his peer, uh, and you know, someone who's younger and uh, who. And Lithgow was was sort of like the older, like oh, role sorry. model. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and Lithgow was the was the role model, the sort of father figure, really. Yeah, more of a father of saying, figure. Yeah, can I live up to be like him? And so now you have, I think Dexter in this obviously, you know, father role. He's a single dad now. So I, I'm wondering if they'll if that'll be part of it too, where you know they'll they'll get into that and not not anything in terms of parenting, but just in in terms of um, that kind of cross generational relationship. I mean, and that's the thing I don't know how old Lumen is supposed to be. I guess maybe they told us maybe we saw somewhere on some form or something how old she was when he looked up her records or something. But um, you know, she definitely seems younger. So yeah, yeah. I think they told us, but I don't remember. I think she's, I mean, I like she's in her twenties, right? Yeah, she's in her twenties. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I mean, she's still in that like I ran away from home and my parents want me to come back. Like she can't be too old, I think, and be in that <laughs> kind of plot. You can't be forty-five and be like <laughs> I just ran away from home and because no. my parents my parents won't let me uh, watch TV late at night. No. <laughs> okay. Well, I should stop doing that then. <laughs> I guess so. You're 45. Well, wow, what a revelation! After I, I, I moisturize. I moisturize at night. It, it, uh, oh, okay. Young. Wow, what's your brand? <laughs> I'm not giving up that secret. Oh, okay. All right. Unless you want to sponsor this podcast. <laughs> good point. Good point. Yeah, we start selling face cream on our podcast. <laughs> I think we're done. <laughs> I think we're done. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of, we're done. I think we're done. <laughs> podcast wise, you got anything else? No, I think that's pretty much it. I think that's a good. Uh, I think we covered all the big, all the big points. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back uh, with the next batch of episodes, probably two weeks or something like that, um, unless the next episode is so darn good that we just uh, can't hold our podcast and uh, <laughs> have to get on it. Yes. Yes. Uh, but we'll cool. say something about them eventually. Yes. So stay tuned and check out the uh, the forum and the website. Uh, we'll let you know when the next podcast is up. And take it easy. Yep. See you later, guys. <laughs>